Look, we've been going in circles for hours. Can you lead us to this bullshit monster or not? Hey, I have the map. A uh, local Indian legend tells of a wild man living in these woods. My grandpa saw it once. He says it only comes out after dark. Now, my question to y'all is, you sure you want to find it? Some things are better left unfound. This coming from a guy who chain smokes at his gas station hooked up to an oxygen bottle. Thank you for the reminder. I believe I will. I bet your lungs look like a couple old saddlebags. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't believe me, Mr. Skeptic? Take a good look in the mirror. You're sitting out here roasting marshmallows looking for Sasquatch. Oh, you don't believe in Squatch? Hell no. Well, then what the hell are you doing here? I like to kill shit. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 169. Welcome to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. We're on today's show. You know what they say about guys with big feet? <laughs> Why did you say it like that? I don't know. <laughs> We're just rolling with it, though. Oh, my longest, God. Longest title in history. Uh, you know what they say about guys with big feet? No, James. What do they say? Primarily, they're uh, Croatian. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that... Yeah, yeah. Croatians have huge feet. No, I did not I did not know that. I can't confirm that. <laughs> I don't know any Croatian people. I'm just assuming. <laughs> oh my god what's going on guys i'm mike i'm jim and uh today we are making good two weeks in a row on our new year's resolution chipping away at this pile of, of beer the, baby. Of, the, of the pile of beer <laughs> <laughs> it's um, uh it's going well so far yeah we've actually believe it or not we've actually had um requests for another bigfoot episode what right it was a long time ago was it requests just for just specifically for a Bigfoot episode, or yeah. were there specific movies they yes. wanted? Yes, I, I was talking to somebody online a while back. I forget exactly who it was, but I will. I'll have to look back and see who it was. But uh, somebody was somebody was saying, you know, uh, you guys should do another Bigfoot episode because I always love Bigfoot episodes. But did they have particular movies they wanted to hear about? No. Oh, okay. And I got to be honest with you. Um, after we did, let's see, back in, what was it, episode 41, <clears throat> we did Small Batch Bigfoot for, uh, for the episode, and we did Exists, uh, Will Creek, and The Legend of Boggy Creek. Yeah. I believe those were three we did. Uh, way, way better title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's shorter, I'll give you that. But, um, no, we, uh, I didn't think, we, we kind of struggled to find good movies then, I really didn't think that we were going to be able to find, like, there's a lot of, I mean, not a lot, but there's enough Bigfoot movies, but the problem is they're all super shitty looking. So bad. (laughs) So bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, so we picked two this week that we thought looked only partially bad. So uh, we'll we'll see how they fared when we uh, when we get into the tofu this week. But yeah. uh, I'm excited to get into them though. There is a lot to talk about. But um, for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how's your life been, James? Oh, just fine. Just fine. Yeah, just fine, man. Just um, not great. Just fine. Dude, I saw somebody fall at Kroger today. It was hilarious. <laughs> she, because uh, the place was packed. <laughs> 
And she was wearing Uggs like that were kind of worn out. So mm-hmm. you could tell every time she went to stop, she would slide a little bit. <laughs> Those aren't just worn and out. Those are. And we're, I don't think Uggs have much grip to begin with. Um, You're supposed to be wearing them in the Outback. I'm not... <laughs> the, the Outback. Are they are they an Australian company? I think so. Are they? Uggs? I didn't know that. I think so, yeah. Hmm. That's something new every day. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. But why would you want it? Oh, I guess it gets cold in the Outback. Doesn't it? I don't know. Not right now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Australian. Uh, correction for next week if it's not. <laughs> but um, she would slide every time. Okay. And I was I, I was in the uh, the uh, Latin American foods aisle. Oh, I, I love that aisle. Picking up some tortillas and some tortillas. Uh, Maybe some salsa. Salsa verde for tomorrow because mm. I'm making carnitas, which I invited you over for. But you're hanging out with other people. I'm sorry, mm. man. You're gonna in in a snowstorm. You know what you're supposed to do in a snowstorm? Cook food and just sit in your pajamas eating all day. That's why I made chili tonight. Good chili, by the way. Thank you. I'm miserable right now. (laughs) I am, dude. I feel like shit. (laughs) So I'm trying to power through it. Um, Because we're recording on a Friday. Yes. So this is our new night. So we really took our time. Like we we were watching a Pearl Jam uh, documentary, having a couple beers, eating chili. And actually... We got to we got started at pretty much the exact same time we usually do, so it's not bad. Um, so anyway, this girl like she goes she, she goes to do a stop and she slides and her feet just go whoosh, right out from under her and she just eats shit right in the middle of the aisle and without skipping a beat just pops back up and goes they don't have what I want here and just <laughs> and books it. I was like they so totally do, but you don't you you're so embarrassed you can't stand in this aisle anymore. <laughs> they don't have what I want here. It just ran. Oh man, <laughs> oh that's better than my normal. Like when I when I eat shit in public because it happens quite often. <laughs> my my response is usually I get up, I go, and I, even though I know people are within earshot, I go, like, nobody saw that, right? <laughs> it's All right, so lame. we're we're good. <laughs> just walk on. <laughs> it's so lame. I you got to own it though. You can't just run away from it. You got to you got to own it. I get up and I fight people. <laughs> if it had nothing to do with yeah. it, <laughs> the first person because you know because you know they're snickering at you, so I just get up and I start fighting people. That's I luckily I don't fall very often in public because um, I'm not a very good fighter. There is nothing funnier than watching someone just eat shit. Oh, dude, nothing. It's the best. Like I'll I'll go and I'll go down the YouTube rabbit hole every now and then and mm-hmm. just like just watch clips of people just practically dying. Oh hell yeah! And it's so funny. Absolutely, <laughs> every single time slipping on ice, classic. People falling off their porch on dude. I I still we still we're a funny home videos funniest home videos household because our kids love it mm-hmm. and also we love it too. Sure, but watching people slip on ice off their porches and stuff hilarious. No, oh, it'll never not be funny. The more it looks like they got seriously hurt, the funnier it is. As long as they're not actually seriously hurt, I don't want to watch anybody die. You know, sometimes it's pretty funny even though they get seriously <laughs> hurt though. <laughs> I suppose so. so. Sometimes it's funny. <laughs> But um, yeah. yeah. What about you? What you been up to? Not uh, not a heck of a whole lot. I um, Jesus. what? Not a heck of a whole lot. <laughs> it's a whole heck of a lot. I don't even do it on purpose for you anymore. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> no. It sounds like you do. It's no, not, it's just how I've always said it. It sounds like you're like doing it to antagonize it's me. It's not a heck of a whole lot. Oh my god. Not a, it's not a whole heck of a lot, James. Is that better? Hmm? Is that better? Not, not a whole heck of a lot. There you go. Yeah, it, just, <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue the right way. It does. It doesn't, though. It does because it's right. I'm Well, you can blame my parents because that's how they said it. So I'm sure that's where I got it from. Fucking Polak. <laughs> that, that is true. It's <laughs> absolutely true. It's not a heck of a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, now that I say it with the 
<laughs> the Polish the, accent. The total like Polish Midwestern accent. It does. Oh, it's not a heck of a whole lot. It's not a whole. It's it's not. Oh, it's not a whole heck of a lot. It's not a heck of a whole lot. I, was, I see it the other way. It still sounds better to me. Mm, I disagree. I don't know, man. This is riveting radio for people. <laughs> Good. Yeah. You're learning a little bit about the Midwest. Yeah, there you go. You know? we, we say things the stupid ways, apparently. But uh, yeah, um, as far as what I did last week, though, um, not a whole lot. I did uh, last weekend. I was uh, visiting our old our old friend, Justin. J-Raj. J-Raj. How uh, is he? He's, he's His beard is massive. He um, Is it really? No. Oh, I haven't seen <laughs> I haven't seen him in a little while. No, he um I tell you what though, you can tell the expression on his face, he doesn't miss us at all. I could yeah. just I could just tell. Like I walked into the studio and it was like flashbacks to Nam for him. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. That sounds right. Just caused all the stress for him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no, I was in the I was in the studio on Saturday uh recording some vocals for uh for the old band doing our uh our last record with him. The last hurrah. The last hurrah. Is that what you're calling it? No, that's what you're calling it. Apparently, what are you, what are you calling it? The, Do you have a name for it yet? No, there's there is no name for it yet. Um, I'm just calling it the the record. Oh wow, it's a pretty pretty fancy <laughs> title, isn't it? Cool, very cool. <laughs> but uh, no, over the course of Friday and Saturday, though, I spent close to 16 hours in the booth. So more importantly, you played categories. I did play categories with me and my wife. because uh, we are riveting on a Saturday night. That's that's what happens when you get old, people. <laughs> well, <That's... laughs> Mike's like Mike's like, hey, dudes, let's have because me and Aaron and Mike, I mean, like we've we've always kind of been just uh, the three of us do things together, and we just say fuck you to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's been a while since we had one of our old school hangouts where it was just like let's stay up, do some shit, like we'll drink and party and blah 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 and, and more importantly not call any of our other friends yeah exactly that's actually the key yeah because fuck that's them. the key <laughs> and uh and my and so earlier in the day mike's like let's get together and have an old school hangout we'll do all this stuff and then he gets over <laughs> to my house and oh you fell asleep <laughs> he fell asleep mid-sentence we we drove to uh we we decided to get some el charo some mexican food and uh <laughs> So we drive to pick up our food, and then we're we're driving back. And to get to my house, you have to from El Charo, you have to pass by his apartment. And he's saying something as we're passing by his apartment, and then all of a sudden he's just talking complete nonsense. <laughs> and I go, "What?" And he goes, "Nothing." And I go, "No, no, no, no. What did you just say?" <laughs> you're you're asking me what kind of brought me back a little bit. I I was literally just straight gibberish. I don't. I wasn't saying anything. We're passing by his apartment and he's for the first half of the sentence was normal and then the second third of it like the first third was normal the second third of it was complete bullshit it's like and I, then he stopped for a second and i go what and then he finished the sentence with kind of bringing it back around to normal but you fell asleep i micro dreamed i think is what happened mid-sentence like, like, like in uh the nightmare on elm street remake yeah you were yeah. like micro dreaming yeah, I, yeah. I, I literally was like it was it's one of those situations and and i know you've done it too <clears throat> oh yeah but it's like you're like it's like you're there and then all of a sudden you're just like there's some other idea just planted in your head and yeah. you're now responding to that idea and it makes no sense to the people around you. It, it just sounds like complete gibberish. Uh-huh. You might be just be stringing things together that don't make any sense. But to you, you know exactly what you're talking about until you realize you don't. It was so funny. I don't remember what it was I even said. I don't know. But yeah, it was. I tried to deny it, but there was, there was no denying it. <laughs> I was like, you just fell asleep. No. Well, you were talking nonsense. <laughs> no. Oh, maybe. 
<laughs> but then you were kind of a trooper. You ended up staying uh, up until what, I had to. I was exhausted. One thirty that like, night or something. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like it, but like just being in a booth singing for eight hours straight, mm-hmm. it takes a lot out of you. Like it, it's 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 physically exhausting, mm. especially with some of the stuff that we have now. It's a lot more. Um, I'll use the word aggressive. I don't know if that's the right term for it. Remember, but Very aggressive. It's not, it's not easy singing, put it that way. You know what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. it just, and when you're doing it over and over and over and over and like, like the way that Jay records, if we're working on like one part might be like a four, four lines of a, of a, of a, of the verse or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if it's aggressive or more like, like strong style of singing, you know, he just puts it on a loop. Yeah. And so you sing the line and then you get like, four to eight measure rest mm-hmm. and then you're doing it again and he'll do it 12 13 times in a row he'll do it 12 or 13 you, times and then it. and then and then like three or four more times he'll go you got one more in you you got a better one in you <laughs> yeah it's it's physically exhausting uh-huh. though it really is what is going on you're blowing up over there why don't you put your phone amateur hour over here Jeez, my phone is uh, not on wow good lord who's texting you ah, fucking chris jordan <laughs> I'm gonna see him all day tomorrow, but he's he's gotta interrupt our podcast tonight. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks a lot, Chris. What a jerk. But, um, anyway, that was my my last weekend though, so it was cool. kind of cool. cool. I cool. think um, since since I have this great platform, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it to play some songs when we get them back. Oh God, yeah. seriously? Yeah, we're gonna do that. I don't try and I don't try and hawk my leather goods on this great platform. Oh, never. What's what's that company called? I've, I don't even think I've ever said the name on the show. <laughs> you should. No. All right. Because I don't use this show to hawk my leather wares. Okay. So we're not playing your songs. It's called <laughs> Douchebag Leather Incorporated. You know what? We never played uh, Hail Santa this year. We didn't. That's a bummer. We should do it tonight. <laughs> we can just put it at the end of the show tonight. Yeah. You guys want to hear a Christmas song at the end of this show? Why not, dude? We uh, <laughs> to, to make up for our uh, lost time. We got the bonfire raging That's over there true, on the television. It, I mean, it still it's still January. Plus, we're supposed to get a huge winter storm tonight. We are. So I made Christmas chili. There you go. What makes that Christmas chili? It's bread. Oh, yep. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and when you shit, it's <laughs> green. <laughs> it's like it's like the reverse of strawberry <laughs> double surprise. Um. Oh, I was supposed to make that this week, and yeah. I didn't do it. I knew you were going to forget. Ah, damn it. So I made it. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's a re- peek behind the curtain here. Yeah. That's a real drink, you know. That, I... the, uh, the, the the recipe that Jimmy Tony left you, mm-hmm. it's called a, I think it's pronounced Soweto, Soweto mm-hmm. Hammer. I looked it up, actually, yeah. and I kept finding a version of the drink that just had red wine and Coke, mm-hmm. but not the lemonade part. Just red wine and coke? Yeah. No, because that's something different. Is that something different? That's something okay. different. That's called a uh, uh it's a it's a it's a Mexican word. Hold on. Okay. Gonna... It sounds disgusting either way. It's actually pretty good. Oof. I uh I, I, I served it's like one... people putting tomato juice in their beer. Like that's just it's a combo that just should not exist. Red wine and coke. Dude, a Michelada? No. So good. Nope. nope. You're crazy. Be- a bloody beer, no thank you. What? No thank Shut you. Up. Why why? What's it's wrong with that? It's just gross. It's not gross. All right, sound off. Anybody listening, if you've ever had a uh, a bloody beer, or what'd you call it? Uh, a michelada. A michelada. Or even those, cl- uh, the, uh, what, are, what does Budweiser call those? The clum- uh, Not clamatos. Uh, chilada. Chilada. Yeah. They make those, which is basically the, the pre-canned version of it. It's They're all disgusting. Who? Uh, but if you like them, let us know. I, I need to know that. I think I remember hearing Alex King from... Uh, 
from Beyond the Void say that he really likes the Micheladas. Oh, man. So there's one cool guy, two cool guys against one loser. Um, even though even though he likes some um, different flavored Oreos other than just the regular Oreo, which is just, that make that makes him a bad guy. Which is just insane. Yeah, it makes you a bad guy. Um, <laughs> it's called a so it's spelled K A L I M O T X O. Okay. Uh, I mean, you're, you're the one good with names. So it's how do you pronounced Calamacho. Calamacho. And it's red wine and Coca Cola. That's just disgusting. Dating from the 1970s, it has become an icon of Basque well, culture and one of Spain's most international. That, oh, so not Mexican, Spanish. Sorry. That makes that makes perfect sense. Why? 1970s. Oh. All the drugs. Oh. You have to be on drugs <laughs> to make that combination to begin with. It's dude. It's honestly not that bad. Oh, I don't believe you. When I. Uh, it's a, when I would bartend at your church on occasion, I there was uh, there was one lady who came up. She, she obviously wasn't a drinker because she's like, "What can you make me with red wine?" I'm like, "I could pour red wine into a glass for you." I, what do you mean? What can I make you with red wine? What can you make with red wine? And I was like, "Sangria." Oh, that's. Mm. I don't know. I don't like fruit and drinks. Okay. Not that you had all the stuff to make a so sangria was, anyway. So I was like. Uh, I was like, there's this one other thing that I've heard of, which is red wine and Coca-Cola, but that sounds awful. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, I'll try that. And so she tried it, and then... Wait, she doesn't like sangria, but she likes red wine and Coke. She had never tried it. What the fuck is wrong with this lady? And she liked it, and then she started telling all of her friends about it, so then all of her friends started coming up and ordering these things, so I had to have one. Not that bad. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I will take your word I, for it. I wouldn't drink it all the time, but it's not bad. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like, I don't know, something that needs correcting. Speaking of things that just shouldn't exist. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. Uh, we got some corrections for this week. Uh, we uh, we talked long and hard <sighs> about the uh, Transformers balls scene last week. <laughs> okay. And uh, we were pretty positive it was from the third movie. It's from the second movie. I said the second. You at did, first. yeah, and then I think I corrected you, and I was wrong. So look, sorry about that. Don't um, man, don't challenge me on my urban, robot balls. <laughs> urban legend came out in '98, not '99. Mm. Year off, and we didn't know this, so here's a little history lesson for y'all. Uh, corsets are not the same thing as girdles. Okay, found this out. Uh, they are both uh, technically different. Corsets compress the body so as to achieve the hourglass body frame by lifting the bust area and slimming the waistline. Like that's a what's what you typically see like uh, like old like people from the olden days wearing. You know, like the well, women wear them a lot these days yeah. too. I, well, like, these days too, with it, girls who are actually interested in the um, um, uh, like have you ever seen girls who train their waist and they oh, got like the yeah, really small waist great. and stuff weird looking to be honest with you well if they get them really small yeah yeah um uh, here uh yeah sorry you did uh corsets compress the body to achieve the hourglass body frame by lifting the bust area and slimming the waistline a girdle slims the buttock the stomach the the thighs and the torso so basically goes from oh so it's spanks yeah basically okay that's a girdle all right Mm, i'm gonna strip you down to your girdle Just wait. It's not, it's not any more sexy this week. <laughs> oh, just wait until I get you out of that girdle. <laughs> oh, oh uh, boy. No, uh, apologies to any listeners that wear girdles. <laughs> mm, girdle. It really isn't a sexy word. Mm, yeah, it's not. Bustier. Bo- that's, that's hot. That's sexy. That's sexy. 
My bustier. <laughs> not when I say it, it's not sexy. <laughs> oh, my bustier. <laughs> Did you just headbutt your mic? <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. No, I just knocked my can on it. Uh, yeah, headbutt it. This can. Okay. My, my hearing can. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all we got for last week. It was just those, uh, just those three things. Neato, gang. So now you know more than you did five minutes ago. Hmm. Uh, okay, speaking of knowing more, James, tell the good people what we're doing this week. Cool, man. Uh, well, we're drinking some beers. Uh-huh. Why don't go you go grab. over and get them? Go grab. Uh, this week, we're, we're doing another uh, another Sasquatch episode. Or Bigfoot, or Yeti, or Abominable Snowman, if you will. Um, we are talking about the movies uh, uh, Abominable. Abominable. And Primal Rage. Which um, Not I wanted to be to... confused with the video game Primal Rage, but, but... sort, but sort of it is, right? <laughs> I had a whole conversation with uh, Chris Jordan about this uh, yesterday. Okay, uh, who, by the way, is the one that donated this beer to us? Oh, well, thank you, Chris Jordan. Sorry. I take back what I said earlier about I don't. I said something about him. I can't remember. Oh, what it was. I, I, I don't take back anything I said. <laughs> you're, you're you're an asshole. Yeah, you fuck. Okay. <laughs> um. So this is Sesh Squatch. Sesh Squatch. Sesh Squatch. It's <laughs> weird to say. It's a Session India Pale Ale, 4.2% alcohol by volume from Empire Brewing Company. You may have thought giant flavor and bold hop aroma with a low Session ABV was craft myth, but our Session IPA is the real deal. Double dry hopped with Citra. Just try a sip and you'll be a believer too. You fucker. <laughs> Jeez. It says that. Did you read the can? It says it. It's not actually saying yeah, fucker. Mm-hmm. No, it, no. Oh, oh, you're right. It's not there. Yeah. This is a winner of a silver medal in the 2019 NYSBA beer competition. Way to go, silver, not gold. That's <laughs> losers. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> Holy shit, these glasses are just exuding cold. It's weird. Well, uh, they were in the freezer. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> let's let's see what this baby looks like. Ooh, it's got a nice light golden golden uh, well, <laughs> color. I hope that it's good still because this came back from New York when he was in New York. How long ago was that? Uh, this was about eight months ago. Oh boy, so that should be all right. <laughs> should be all right. right? I, I I would think so. I don't think it's eight been is... except for you didn't refrigerate it. It was never refrigerated. It's, it's been sitting on your counter for the past eight months. It was never refrigerated, and it was never in direct light, but it's a can, so that wouldn't necessarily matter anyway. Wouldn't necessarily matter. All right, let's give this a try. This is Sesh Squatch from Empire Brewing Company. Okay. What are you drinking? My, I, I, there's okay. too much head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, it's tasty. It's very, it's very... Light, but I was gonna say bright. There's like a brightness to it, like, fla- like flavor-wise. It's very bright tasting. Yeah, I like it. Um, I yeah, like it is uh, a good, it is a good session IPA. I like the, uh, I like the can too. It's nice, uh, like baby blue, like sky blue can. Yeah, which you don't typically see yes. on uh, a lot of beer cans. So very, it's a different look. Very pleasing to the eye. Uh, a very, a very distinguished looking squatch, if I do say so. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's sitting in the position of the thinker. Oh, well, he the, is. You're the right. Famous statue, and he's got a nice watch on. That's actually pretty cool. Hey, where's nice it? Nice little like detail. A, where's it like a jackass? Oh, no, I don't like. I inside. don't like when people wear their the face of their watch on the inside of their I, wrist. I agree. It what are you weird. doing? That was like maybe back in two thousand two, two thousand three. You know, but wear your watch correctly. No, unless his wrist is broken. You're an adult. For maybe, fuck's maybe, sake. maybe that's what is he, is he is he is he like this? Maybe. 
Uh, <laughs> like is, his wrist, is his wrist just bent completely? I back? guess maybe. Like maybe he's maybe what he's thinking about is that he was in a um, squash fight with another squash. <laughs> squash fight. Squash fight. <laughs> and now that's a now that is a, a DVD that I would buy off of uh, an infomercial at three o'clock. Squash fight. Squash fight. Yeah. From the makers of bum fights. <laughs> <laughs> squash fight. <laughs> you mean uh, you don't believe in squash? Mm. Yeah, this is delicious. Though. Mm. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. There's nothing overly special about it. It's just good. It's just good. That's what a, that's a what a good session IPA, IPA is all yeah. about. It's just you drink it, man. It's good drinking beer. Good drinking beer. Um, we we've got nothing to add on to this. Jimmy Tony is gone forever. Yep. Um, sure is. Ho- hey. Yeah. Mustache. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Do I get some head in my mustache? Yeah. Are you? Do you pay attention to that when you're at work and stuff? When I'm not here to berate not, you about I'm shitting not, your mustache? I'm not. You. <laughs> you said shitting my mustache. Shit in your mustache. <laughs> I don't make it a habit of, of shitting my mustache at work. No. I don't know, um, man. Just you gotta you gotta you gotta keep keep that thing clean. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. How do you? Uh, we shouldn't both drink at the same time. Huh? God, that's fucking gross, dude. Stop. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. This would be way better with a video component. Um anyway. Um yeah, so we have nothing uh, Jimmy Tony's gone. And until we we're you know, we're thinking about maybe doing a segment where we get caught up on non horror movies that mm-hmm. we like I really want Mike to watch hackers. He's never seen hackers. I've never seen hackers. Um so we might we might add that in in uh upcoming shows. Just do a quick little segment where the we movies, review a non-horror movie. Or, or a, a movies that make us douches kind of segment where we finally see stuff uh, that we hadn't. Yeah, if you're a, an, an OG listener, you would know that our uh, we used to have the drop, the movies that make Mike a douche or something like that. Yep. Because there's a lot of movies that Mike hasn't seen that are quintessential. But there's lots of movies that I have seen that are even more quintessential. Like poultry guys. Like poultry guys. guys. <laughs> I don't know why that's our go-to it's every the, time. Because it's the worst we, movie ever made. We have to do an episode one week on fried chicken place horror movies, right? There's got to be another one. Has oh, to be. What's the one where the uh, there's like mutant chicken people? Is that poultry, poultry guys? Is that is that yep. poultry guys? Oh, poultry guys. Poultry guys. There's got to be another. There's got to be something. Something. But. Um, all right. Well, anyway. uh, since we've got nothing to fill this space and we're just sort of awkwardly talking, that's what we're drinking and that's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. All right. Um, I would say that it's a good thing that we're actually uh, a little ahead on time here because we have. Quite, uh, quite a little bit of news to get to. Uh, first off, quite a little, quite bit a little bit. Wrap your head around that little thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> first and foremost, uh, not horror related, but we would be remiss if we didn't bring this up. Rest in peace to Neil Pert. Oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, Neil oh, Pert. My apologies, by the way. For I talked about him. Oh yeah, and then he died the next day. Stop, so I feel uh, stop talking about people. Yeah, here, James. I feel kind of bad. Um, at least Neil Pert, I mean, come on, legend, right? Uh, Probably the, the greatest drummer who's ever lived. Maybe like behind Keith Moon. Oh God! Oh no, Mike, you were terrible at pouring beer. <laughs> <laughs> the head just came so fast. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just wasted half of that beer, dude. Shut up. Entertain the people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so anyway, um, Neil Pert, if you don't know who Neil Pert is, Neil Pert is the drummer of Rush, the Holy Trinity. Um, he passed away from it was brain cancer? Brain cancer. Oh, he had been man. battling it for three and a half years. Jeez. Yes. Um, Just awful. He was 60, what was it, 67 years old. Such uh, a... He's battling it for three and a half years. Um, he's, yeah. Such think, an insanely talented guy. I would say, like, um, maybe behind Keith Moon, the greatest drummer to ever live. Yeah, Honestly? I would say he's the greatest drummer to ever I, live. This is my personal Fine, opinion. You have, you have Neil Peart and uh, um, Keith Moon maybe neck and neck for spot number one and two, and then number three, you got like, Trey Cool. <laughs> right? Sure. Right? Yeah, totally. Or, or Meg White. <laughs> oh, God. Boom, chick, boom, chick, boom, I chick, hope, boom, Tom, Tom, boom, I, chick. I hope John doesn't listen to our show. John who? Uh, uh, you know, fucking John, buddy no. John. Because uh, when we were over his house the other day, I had this thought that I could really hurt his feelings right now by telling him that Meg White's a better drummer than him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you better hope he doesn't listen to this show, because he will be very upset. Yes, he will. I don't care. He, he won't give you any more it's, free booze. It's funny. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, he might even agree. But uh, anyway, rest in peace, though, to uh, to Neil Peart. Yeah, the, rest in peace. The man. world of music uh, is a is a worse place now. Absolutely. Um, yep, yeah, such a bummer. Very big bummer. Um, let's right, see is here. That the uh, only the only passing this. Week? I believe that was the only one. Yes. All right. Okay. Let's get into some good news here. <clears throat> Um, we had been uh, we've been waiting with bated breath mm-hmm. for the announcement of uh, a sequel to one of two Fede Alvarez movies. Yeah, and this week we got confirmation of at least one of them. Okay, uh, Don't Breathe Two has been greenlit. Oh yeah, uh, very exciting. Um, now Fede Alvarez is not coming back to direct it. Uh, he is co-written by Alvarez, um, and it was uh, co-written with a guy named Rodo. I'm going to get this name so bad. Come on. Roto Sayagas. Dang. Dang, I think someone's racing outside. Somebody's not knowing uh, about that. Roto Sayages. S-A-Y-A-G-U-E-S. A-G-U-E-S. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Sayages. Uh, no, he was... No, he was not. Probably not. How, how was, do you spell his first name? Uh, R-O-D-O. Okay. Roto. Roto. What a cool uh, name. Right? Um, so he was also the co-writer of the original Don't Breathe and uh, Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. So he is now moving from co-writer into the director's chair for Don't Breathe 2. Okay. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, Stephen Lang is returning, which cool. is fantastic. And the story, uh, uh, Don't Breathe 2 is set several years after the home invasion of the first movie with the blind man living in quiet solace until his past sins catch up to him. Huh. Maybe have something to do with the other girl that was locked up in the uh, basement, like her family comes after him or something like that. Mm, yeah, could be or so. Jane Jane Levy is uh, is not going to be in this one. You don't Probably think? Or... Not. No, I think this is a brand new story with Stephen Lang. Okay, is what I'm getting, right. which is unfortunate because uh, I'll always take more Jane Levy in my life. Well, then you should be watching the TV show she's on. Uh, she's in what is it? Ah, I forget what it's. <laughs> I forget what it's called. It's Great. um. <laughs> I think the concept is kind of stupid, personally, but uh, like basically, she she's this young girl. I think she's she, kind of she's in the professional world at some capacity. I, when I say professional, I mean like um, uh, like the way it looks and the way I imagine BuzzFeed 
would be okay like that kind like, of professional like, world like journalism yeah but like just like the place she works looks like what in my head i imagine the buzzfeed headquarters looking like so like a cross between like new york times and chuck e cheese yeah 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 exactly <laughs> that's yeah that's a perfect way to put it but uh she she has some kind of accent i don't know i've, I've only seen the trailer for it a few an, times an accent you say she has some kind of accident oh <laughs> and all of a sudden um she has an accent no all of a sudden Every 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 person she comes in contact with, they're singing popular songs. Oh, that's weird. So um, I don't and, know how I feel about that. And that's how the that's how. But the you know the songs fit the narrative of what's happening. So like her best friend is uh, in love with her, mm-hmm. and so he sings that. Uh, I'm leaving a thing called love. <laughs> that would be great. No, what's that? I'm a sucker for you. Is that Jonas Brothers? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I think, I, yeah, Jonas Brothers. It's called um, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Sure. It sounds so, like a terrible TV show. It does, yeah, yep. totally. But um, Jane Levy, so. Also, watch it on mute. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're getting at here? No, she's so beautiful, dude. She it's is. Like, she really it's, is. It's stupid. But uh, anyway, yeah, go ahead with, um, the, with whatever you were talking about. Yeah, Some no, bullshit. Just, <laughs> no, it's, just, it's a brand new story with uh, Stephen Lang's blind man character. So uh, probably something from his past. Uh, well, his sins uh, catch up to him, so that's right all on. we know. Right on. But uh, I'm into it. I can't wait to see Stephen Lang in BFW. Yes. Can't wait for that yes, movie. Yes, very it soon. Looks so good. Very soon. Anyway. Like a month out or something like that? Moving on. Um, let's see here. Uh, last year, the original script for Alien 3 was made into a comic book series, mm-hmm. and uh, it did pretty well. So well that uh, Dark Horse Comics is um, now taking the original Dan O'Bannon screenplay of the original Alien and best, turning that into a comic series as well. Best name, by the way. Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. It rolls off the tongue. Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so his original screenplay, uh, which is different in quite a few ways. Uh, a, the original screenplay did not have the character of Ellen Ripley in it. Oh. There was a different uh, hero type guy named Martin Roby. Uh, I would imagine they probably just gender swapped it mm-hmm. and then I'm sure they changed some of it, but yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't shock me if a lot of the same stuff was in there. And then also, uh, the Android character Ash is not in O'Bannon's original script. Okay. So those are two different characters that were, that were basically rewritten into the story when the studio got a hold of it. Right on. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be very cool though if you're into like alternate, you know, alternate stories and the original stories this is, uh, this would be a really cool comic series to pick up. Yeah, for sure. Cool. To, uh, to get that original, uh, story. So. That's pretty cool. Uh, I've always been kind of bummed out that I didn't get more into comics than I did. I did for every, a little while. Every but. time I read a comic book, I mean, I, which is you know seldom these days, but I like them. The artwork is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like I like comic books. I wish I would have gotten into them more when I was younger. But I didn't know. I didn't, I really didn't know anybody in Bad X that was into comics. Yeah. Um, uh, like um, our buddy Carney. He like he had some graphic novels and stuff like that, but. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know anybody who was into comics, so I, I had was, a few. Like, uh, what was that? F- sludge? Was that sludge? Sludge. It S- sounds like an image comic. Uh, was it dude, image? Whatever. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I have no. It was idea. a big I have no idea what sludge that monster, is, and it was like incredibly violent. I loved no it. No idea. That sounds like an image thing. But yeah, uh, I was into comics for a little while, but um, it got way too expensive. Yeah. I was I was dropping like 30, 40 bucks a week. 
Damn every time man. I go to the store. Because you go like in, a... you have like your box where they put, you know, every week when a new comic comes out that's in your series, they yeah. just put it aside for you. Uh-huh. And so you had those, and then when you go in, it's like there's constantly new books starting with characters that you like. And it's like, yeah. well, I got to I gotta read that now. And then that has added to your, your pile, and it just adds up. Yeah. I had to quit cold turkey because I just... <laughs> It, it was like an addiction. It really come, was. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let me just read one page. <laughs> um, I, there's even still. I mean, there's stuff nowadays that I would still like to pick. Like, I would love to. I would. I love Coheed and Cambria. I would love to actually go and read all of the graphic novels. I have both of them. Oh, there's only there's only two. Yeah. Oh. Uh, there might be a third one now, but yeah, I have the first two. Oh, okay. I always thought it was like a like a full on series. Well, there was. It was originally. Okay. And then I have the uh, the collections of them. Oh. But uh, yeah, right on, let's right see here. Uh, that's uh, Alien, the original screenplay, though, will debut on April 22nd, 2020. So pretty soon here. Cool. Um, let's see here. Get some, some TV news, shall we? Okay. Uh, Clarice. You know who Clarice is? Hello, Clarice. Hello, Clarice. Yeah, uh, hold on. I don't think he ever actually says that. I think it's one of those fun facts about Silence of the Lambs that he never actually says the words, hello, Clarice. I think you're right. I, I think you're actually right. But everybody right. says that. Yeah. So it's okay. It's like it's like we're gonna need a bigger boat. It's not we're gonna need a bigger boat. It's you're, you're gonna, gonna need, need a bigger, bigger boat. boat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets that wrong. Fucking idiots. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, Clarice is being developed over at uh, CBS as a crime drama series that picks up a year after Silence of the Lambs. Set in 1993, a year after the events of Silence of the Lambs, the series is a deep dive into the untold personal story of Clarice Starling as she returns to the field to pursue serial murderers and sexual predators while navigating the high-stakes political <clears throat> world of Washington, D.C. Mm. So it'll be a procedural kind of show, but um, but I'm into it, though. Mm. I like that world, so... Mm. Was, she, was she a great big fat person? Yes. <laughs> yes, she was. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of TV shows, like horror TV shows, what? <laughs> I you say, speaking, of <laughs> Sp- speaking of great big fat people. <laughs> How's your mom? <laughs> um, no, speaking of uh, like horror-based TV shows or genre-based TV shows, anyway, um, have you watched any of that Lincoln Rhyme show? Lincoln Rhyme, Hunt oh, for the Bone Hunter? No, the bone or collector. Bo- uh, bone collector. No, is it out yet? Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah, they're already like. Uh, I think earlier tonight or last night was three or four episodes. Oh no started. shit! Oh, okay, yeah. I gotta get started. I yeah. didn't realize it was out already. I watched. Uh, <clears throat> that was. I was half swallowing. <laughs> um, uh, I watched the first episode. Was it good? It was really good. Yeah. 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 So I'm. I'm pretty stoked. Is it on, on uh, it. I'm Hulu? Gonna, yeah. Good. Yeah. And it's it's one of those like. Uh, this is dark, but I I like when uh, I like when killers in in TV shows and movies and stuff are really creative sure. with their kills. That's why we liked the Saw movies. Yeah, the Saw movie uh, and that Hannibal show. I didn't get super into Hannibal, but mm-hmm. the the bits of it that I did see, like how cr- like well, the crazy Hannibal like fans. The, the kills were almost artistic. You know, it was like. Sure. Is weird. Well, the it's Hannibal awesome. fans are super upset over the fact that there's a new Silence of the Lambs TV show being started because they've been uh, trying to get a fifth season of that off the ground for yeah. the fans of them have been trying to uh, for a long time. Um, who was it? Brian Brian Fuller, I believe it is, who does uh, who does the Hannibal show. He uh, he uh, actually yeah, put a response so. out basically saying we never had the rights to the name Clarice or the character anyway, oh. so this literally doesn't infringe on our story whatsoever. Right on. So right on. Is what it is, but is what it is. But um, I have no, there's no date for that, but that's coming, so that's pretty cool. Um, let's see here. Not horror, but let's be honest. John Wick is fucking awesome. Sure, right? sure. Right. Uh, so a new show called The Continental uh, will 
uh, hit the air on Stars after the release of the fourth movie and will center around the inner workings of the exclusive Continental Hotel, which serves as the refuge for assassins. Now, you haven't seen any of the John Wick movies, have you? <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> I can't, I know I I realize how awesome they are without even seeing them. I do want to get caught. Those, They're maybe so those, good, dude. Maybe those could be movies that we get caught up in in the yeah, uh, the non genre <laughs> section of the show. But uh, I can't think. Of, <laughs> I can't hear the title, the Continental, and not think of the uh, that old SNL skit with Christopher Walken. I don't. Have you ever seen it? I'm sure I have, but remind me which one it is. is. It the, I think it's called the Continental, and he's he's like this. Uh, like this girl forgets her glove. Oh. And it's shot from POV. So the girl forgets her glove. Yes. This is like in his house. It's like in his he he lives in like a penthouse yeah. suite or something like that. <laughs> and he and she comes in and like he's a, he like talks about it. oh she forgot her glove and then he's trying to seduce her the whole yeah. time, but he's <laughs> like getting creepier and creepier throughout the entire thing. Yep. So funny. It is it is funny. Um let's see here. Uh another TV show. Uh sci fi has officially ordered Chucky. Straight to series. Nice. Which is fantastic. Cool. Uh, in the new Chucky television series, after a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, uh, an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. Meanwhile, the arrival of enemies and allies from Chucky's past threatens to expose the truth behind the killings, as well as the demon doll's untold origins as a seemingly ordinary child who somehow became this notorious monster. So we're getting, like, being that the last Chucky movie ended with there being a shit ton of Chuckies. Yeah. That I, I think we had mentioned that that sort of opens the door to send Chuckies elsewhere for the series. Yeah. So it sounds like that's sort of what they're doing. Cool. Um, and then also we're going to be getting backstory to, um, uh, uh, What's his name? Charles Lee Ray. Uh, Charles Lee Ray, yeah. yeah. I want to say Harry Lee Ray. Well, that's, not, that's not right. Uh, backstory to Charles Lee Ray, though. The name's Harry. People call me Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. You dolt. Um, All right. But yeah, so I'm I'm actually way on board for this. And yeah. uh, Don yeah, Mancini cool. is uh, to direct the first episode. So that's pretty awesome. Nice. This, this very much feels like the Ash vs. Evil Dead show. Yeah. You know, with the this original series creator doing the first episode, and mm-hmm. it's part of the canon, the whole deal. Um, I'm very, very excited for yeah. it. Sounds cool. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, James, what do you yes. have on Blu-rays? Oh, crap. I had it open, and I closed it. Look at that. Oh. Look at this. It's on my phone today. Dang, look at you. No uh, no rustling You're papers. You're stepping into the future. I don't know, though. I feel kind of inauthentic <laughs> without papers in front of me. Uh, let's see here. Sophia Takal's 2019 remake of... <laughs> I don't know why I said it. Sophia Takal's 2019 remake of, remake of Black Christmas is headed home on DVD and Blu-ray March 17th and uh, is first hitting digital on March 3rd. I didn't see this one. Uh, I, I did not. I actually heard good things about it. Did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. From who? A lot of people, actually. Okay. Apparently, it's not near as bad as everyone thought that it was going to be. Okay. All right. And The Grudge is. Oh, yeah. I heard a lot of people yeah. hated The, the Grudge. The Grudge looked good, ended up being terrible. This movie looked terrible, ended up being good. <clears throat> I mean, well, I'll, I'll, reserve, I'll reserve judgment for both until I see them. I'll reserve grudge, I... grudgment. Because I am the authority on what's good and what is not. What'd you say? Nothing. It was a bad joke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you had a bad joke? Big surprise. Another remake hitting shelves this year is the the Saska Sisters 2019 remake of David Cronenberg's Rabid. 
Coming to Blu-ray February 4th, courtesy of Scream Factory, this release will include audio commentary with directors and writers Jen and Sylvia Saska, plus more. Excuse me. I'm, uh, the Sasquatch is, <laughs> the Sasquatch is coming back up on me. Oh, boy. Uh, Rabbit was awesome. We did, we did Cronenberg's Rabbit for, uh. Not me. Huh? I was not here for that. that oh, was one of the dude, weeks. was that when you were out yep. for I, your I, nose I never, thing? And I never went back to watch it, no. Well, welcome back. I know, right? Welcome back. <laughs> you finally fixed your shitty snow. Uh, Wellgo USA is bringing Takashi. Te, okay. Takashi Mika. Mika or Mike? I've heard both. I've always said Mika and. Yeah. I'm going to go with Mike just because I fine. hate you so That's much. Fine. Wellgo USA is bringing Takashi Mike's new film, First Love, to digital DVD and Blu ray on February 11th. This doesn't sound like. Uh, it doesn't sound like a genre movie so much. It's, it sounds more like it's kind of action. Okay. It's supposed to have a lot of humor, a lot of heart. It's about two people who just meet, and then they get kind of caught up in the, basically in a, like, Yakuza war. Okay. And they get kind of caught in the crossfire. So it, I think it follows them over, like, one harrowing night, and there's some, like that I said. sounds like something that I won't watch. So, that you won't watch? <laughs> Probably oh, not. That sounds kind of fun. I'm not an overly huge Takashi Mika fan, though, honestly. I'm just not. Um, I like some of his stuff, but I've never gone out of my way to like track down and watch all this stuff. Wow. So, you're yeah. just, just going to tell it how it is, huh? I am. Wow. Hey, man. Wow. If you're getting excited for A Quiet Place 2, which is hitting theaters later this year, now is the time to relive the experience of the original on 4K Ultra HD combo and Blu-ray. Except this time, experience it. In stunning steelbook packaging. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Hitting shelves March 10th from Paramount, Home Entertainment, and Mondo. This new Blu-ray and 4K Ultra HD combo will include over 30 minutes of bonus content. And like I said, stunning steelbook packaging. What if all this bo- the bonus features were audioless because it's supposed to be quiet and you just had to visually watch everything? You know, this kind of plays into a conversation we had. <laughs> We're having earlier today. A little bit. <laughs> which I don't know if we can actually talk about it, so we won't. We'll just move on to Richard Stanley, the director of Hardware and Dust Devil, but probably even better known for losing his fucking mind while he was directing <laughs> Island of Dr. Moreau for a short period of time. He has returned to the director's chair for SpectreVision's Color Out of Space, which looks awesome. Uh-huh. An adaptation of an H.P. Lovecraft short story, which will be released in the United States on January 24th. And you won't have to wait too long to get your hands on a physical copy because it's being released on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and or DVD one month later on February oh, 25th. Nice. Color Out of Space will be they're, released. They're playing it at the uh, historic Howell Theater. For, oh, one, for one night only, and I'm actually thinking about going out That'd there. That'd be to fun. See it. When is it? Um, it's. I, I want to say it's the night that it comes out. It's next week, I think. Uh, on, or, on or two a, weeks on Friday. I think so. Hmm. That'd be fun. But it's like a. It's like I want to say it's like two hours from here, something like that. It's like an hour and a half, I think. How? Yeah, it's yeah, like an hour and a half, something like that. Yeah. But um. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. We should. Uh, it'd be really. Look it'd, into it. it'd be really fun. Uh, is that all you got? That's it. That's it. All right, uh, my last bit of news here. This is somewhat uh, somewhat of a bummer. Uh, Scott Derrickson, uh, who directed the uh, Doctor Strange um, and uh, auto- not Autopsy, the uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose, uh, amongst others, mm-hmm. uh, he is set to direct Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Not anymore. 
Oh. He, uh, he is no longer going to be directing that film, uh, citing creative differences with Marvel. Hmm. Now, he is still producing it. He is still on as a producer, but he just will not be directing it. And uh, the reason that I find this interesting is because we just talked about, either last week or the week before, uh, Kevin Feige kind of backtracked a little bit on them saying that it was going to be an overtly horror movie. Yeah. And I wonder if that had something to do with it. Like, maybe Derrickson really wanted this to be horror-heavy. Yeah. And now they're saying, well, maybe we're getting cold feet. Is it not? It's, it back. it's not in production? Yeah. Well, it's in pre-production right now, yeah. Oh, pre-production. Yeah, okay. pre-production. All right. Uh, production means that cameras are rolling. Right. I mean, so so that. the decision as to whether or not it's going to be horror-heavy is, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it it's sounds a, like, though, something has changed. And then now that he and then and then right on the heels of that, suddenly Scott Derrickson's no longer yeah, directing, did, citing creative differences. I remember talking about it like a year ago, and mm-hmm. the big news was that it was going to be a horror. Like movie. I, I remember, like even headlines saying, "Yeah, uh, Multiverse of Madness will be the MCU's first horror movie." Yeah, which I mean, you know, we we know that horror doesn't mean horror the way we think of horror. It's going to be horrifying to a general the general public, mm-hmm. but still not like. Not the way Kevin Feige, Feige, what's Feige. his name? Feige. <laughs> not the way, not the way he was. Like you said, he sort of backpedaled on he it. He did a little bit, like you know, and and that's a bummer. I was kind of looking forward to having a dark Marvel movie, you know. Yeah. A dark Marvel movie that followed. That's pretty awesome, actually. That's fucking cool. Um, <laughs> that follows Joe Bob's three Bs: breasts, blood, and beasts. Oh. So every good horror movie has, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's a. Joe Bob. Right? I mean, right? we all knew he was a genius. <laughs> that just sets it in stone, right? Yep. All right. Uh, anyway, that is uh, that is your news for this week. That is right. Uh, you know what we're going to do? What's that? We're going to bring back the stupid fact of the week. Oh, I missed the stupid I, fact of the week. I missed Jay. I missed the stupid fact of the week, so we're going to bring it back. How about okay. that? How about that? So this one, <laughs> this is... is this is facts about Bigfoot, you know? It's like... It's an oxymoron statement. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of... I, personally, I believe in Bigfoot. So I, I believe... Will, so I will take I, this as fact. I want to believe in Bigfoot. Like, I really want everything about it to be true. And I do believe that there it's more than possible for something like that to exist in the, in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. But it's... It, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't like where you're going with this. <laughs> just, just do, you know? I do. Just do believe, okay? Sorry. All right. So there's. I, a, I apologize for. There's eleven of these, and I kind of want to read all eleven to eleven of them to you. I won't right now, but if I remember, every once in a while during tonight's show, I'm going to jump in with one of these, okay, and give you more facts. Well, give us about the best Bigfoot, one. so that you guys can go out into the world armed with this factual information about our giant hairy friend. Um, so this, this first fact, oh God, I lost it. <clears throat> Here we oh go. Oh my God. The Bigfoot and Harry and the Hendersons was named Harry because he was Harry. Yeah. I never, <laughs> never, <laughs> I never thought about it. <laughs> you stupid idiot. What's wrong with you? I never thought about it. Wow. It never dawned on me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right, here we go. While many cultures have their own version of Bigfoot, including the formidable Yeti of the Himalayas, also known as the Abominable Snowman, America lays claim to several types, all of its own. According to AIMS, there are more than 12 different types of Bigfoot inhabiting Appalachia, ranging from the more human-looking Grassman, who is rendered above. You can see Grassman right there. Grassman. Totally looks real. (laughs) (laughs) 
to the vicious, totally. to the vicious. This one is so dope sounding. To the vicious eight foot tall midnight whistler. Dang, isn't that cool? The midnight whistler. The midnight whistler. Dude, I'm so into band that. name TM. Can't have it. We already called it. And if we don't name a band that, we're gonna name a concept album that. So you guys can't have it. And if we can't do that, a porno. <laughs> the midnight the whistler. Midnight whistler. <laughs> oh boy. He's not eight feet tall, but uh eight feet long. <laughs> That'd just be awkward. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, that's what you got? That's the first one. Okay. If I remember, I'm gonna jump back in with ten more. Oh oh boy, I can't wait. Um all right. Well you're yeah, you going can. You you can. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we are we're gonna take a, a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, we're uh, we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna go squatching. There's a squatch in these There's woods. There's a squatch in them woods. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right. Squatch, James. God, I hope it's not a Sam Squanch. (laughs) I fucking hate those bastards. (laughs) Is that from Trailer Park Boys? Yeah. Sam Squanch. It's a damn Sam (laughs) Squanch. I've never seen a single episode of that show. What? Yet that line cracks me up every single time. The bubbles. Yeah, you got to watch Trailer Park Boys, dude. It's so good. I'll watch that after I watch, uh, what's that that show that John likes? Oh, Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny and Eastbound and Down and all those other great comedy shows that I will probably never watch in my life. Yeah, you'll get to it eventually. You know. All right, Abominable from uh, 2006. Um, Before we get started, before we get started, I mentioned this at, at the top of the hour that we picked two movies that we just assumed were going to be not great. I figured one was going to be better than the other one, for sure. And one was a little better than the other one, but not the one that I thought it was going to be. Hold on a second. I'll say that. When you say we picked two movies that we thought were going to be not that great. Yes. You didn't pick either one of these movies. I picked both of them, and you don't know what I was thinking when I picked them. Why you got to lie to the people? Um, I got nothing for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what a prick. Sorry. Mike um, is lying to you. Fine. I thought that one of these movies was going to be kind Did of terrible. The other one was going to be at least halfway decent. When I told you the two movies that I wanted to do, did you go and watch the trailers right away? Oh, I knew. Well, I own Abominable. Oh, you do? Yeah. Had you seen it, though? You'd I had not seen, seen it. it, but okay. I knew a lot about it for yeah. uh, for reasons that I'll get into. Right, right. But um, the other movie, though, Primal Rage, I'd never heard of. Primal Primal Rage really? looked looked terrible, but like <laughs> funny terrible. I figured yeah. it was just going to be awful and I'd get a little laugh out of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be upfront with you. I loved Primal Rage. <laughs> I thought it was, it was, it that was some kind of movie. <laughs> As did I. It's got, I've got like there's, it's got its, it's got it, it its problems. It does. But uh, for, it's a ride for that... like the for like the second for like the second two third or like the the second and third thirds of the movie. I was just like, it 
I was because it I was, turns into something that you really don't expect. Yeah, but we're going to talk about that one after this. So yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah, there. We'll get into it. Uh, Abominable, on the other hand, though, uh, was from 2006, uh, directed by Ryan Schifrin. Now, this is the reason why I kind of figured that this was going to be the better of the two. Um, I know Ryan Schifrin's work. Mm-hmm. Ryan Schifrin uh, directed one of the shorts in Tales of Halloween. He did uh, the uh, the Ransom of Rusty Rex, which was the one where the the two guys kidnapped the little kid to try to hold him for ransom, but then the dad didn't want him back because he was like this little demon creature thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He directed and wrote that one. Okay. He also directed two of the Aeriscope.com Halloween shorts. Oh, okay. He did uh, The Tiffany Problem and uh, King in the Box. King in the Box was the one where you had Jack in the Box fighting the king from Burger King. Yep. And then The Tiffany Problem was all the adults wanting to get out and go trick-or-treating, but... Uh, Joel uh, Joel David Moore's wife won't let them. I don't know if you remember any of these Halloween shorts, but um, so he's yeah. Ryan Schiffen though is sort of part of that whole Aeriscope family that I love so much. Sure. So I've always known who he was. This was his first um, his directorial debut. Mm-hmm. This was his first movie, and I'd always wanted to see it. Didn't have a reason to actually put it in until now. Um, I like this movie a lot as well. I just figured it was going to be better than Primal Rage, and it wasn't. Yeah. I liked both of them though. Yeah. This movie was so it, it, I, I think like it's important knowing going into it if you're gonna go watch this movie it's kind of it's meant to it's meant to be like an a cheesy '80s creature feature. Yes, like, that's exactly what he was going for. Right, it's not like because you're gonna watch it and you're gonna go what like uh, like some of the acting is like what the fuck, but it's it's supposed to be like that. Yeah, you know. Um, so your synopsis here is that uh, a man crippled in a climbing accident returns to his cabin in the woods as part of a rehabilitation, but he wasn't prepared for the imminent onslaught. Um, now that was one of the things that was so weird to me, like the 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 climbing accident, the flashbacks to that, the fact that he was in a wheelchair. Like I know that it, this is all just you know stuff in life that this guy's going through. Yeah. But usually a plot device like that factors into the story somehow. Well, you know. But he, it had nothing to do with anything, um, except, As, except aside for from his the role end. in. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> aside from his role in, I guess it was. Uh, I feel like this movie took bits and pieces, you know, inspiration and even at times direct quotes from other movies. Well, you know what this movie was, right? Rear window. Yes, this yeah. movie was, and and he admits that as much in the. Uh, I was watching the the making of yeah. on the disc that I have. My voice and, just skipped, so if you couldn't <clears throat> tell what I said, I said rear window. Uh, <laughs> uh, he Alfred actually Hitchcock. he actually talks about it. Ryan Schiffer actually talks about it. This is his version of rear window. Yeah. Like he goes, I wanted to basically make. He's he's talking about low budget horror movies, mm-hmm. and you know the, the the more compact you can make them, the cheaper or the more that you can get for the money because you don't have a lot of money. Uh-huh. And he goes, what's cheaper than a one location guy stuck in an apartment looking out a window? Right. Um, and he goes, what if we literally made Rear Window just with a supernatural element and they plugged in Bigfoot to it? Just with damn Sam's Quinch. Um, and that's, so that's exactly what it is, like, without apology. Like, it, and that's, there are, the, the, the whole thing where he has, um, uh, your main character's name is Preston, played by Matt uh, McCoy. Uh, Preston is the guy that's in the wheelchair and he has a caretaker named Otis. Uh, Otis is fantastic. Um, Otis. Maybe my favorite character of this movie. Otis, okay. AKA, uh, we figured this out earlier, Jeff, the bass player from Pearl Jam. <laughs> he does look a lot <laughs> like him. Um, you know who he actually was though? The actor, his name is uh, Christian, Tin- uh, Christian Tinsley. Mm-hmm. He was the special effects artist for the entire movie as well. He's actually a very prolific 
special effects yes, artist. He's done, he's a lot. done everything from Passion of the Christ to this movie to uh, man. He's did got, he crucify Jesus? He did. Yeah. There's even a picture of him doing. <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, the the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, mm-hmm. which was uh, I think it it was either it was not it was definitely nominated for an Academy Award last year. I don't know if it won, but. Uh, yeah, he's been all over the place. Yeah, which one of the reasons why everything looked so damn good in this movie. American Gods. Is because this guy's really good at his job. Westworld. Yeah, he's, it's funny too. He's like, a, he's, well, this was, I guess this movie was 2006. That's yep. 13 years ago. So I was going to so say, well, before pretty, he did all that stuff, but. No, well, no, I mean, Passion of the Christ came out in, what, 99? Oh, wasn't 90s? No. Oh, no, no, no. No, two, I was going to say. 2004. Okay. okay. Well, still not, but not, even not, still, not no, as far off as I thought. He's been around a while, so. It's funny. There was, there were some scenes in the uh, the making of where they're they're on set or whatever, and they call cut, and he has to get out of character real quick, you know, like mentally for the character he's playing, and then he runs over to one of the other characters to like to fix the, the special effects makeup and stuff. So yeah. he's basically he's doing two jobs at once. Right. Um, which is another reason why he gets knocked out, basically, in the first act of the movie, and you don't see him until the until the very end again. Oh, yeah. So probably the re- one of the yeah. reasons why. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the point that I bring him up is just like in Rear Window, you have the guy in the wheelchair and his caretaker who mm-hmm. is with him. Yep. You know, so even down to like stuff like that, it's exactly the same as uh, Rear Window. Yeah, so this was this was about eight years into his career. Okay. So it's Species Two, oh. um, uh, Abominable. I Am Legend. Oh, the so, Will Smith movie. Yeah, nice. I like that movie. Yep. Uh, that was all special effects, and then as far uh, Nutty Professor Two, The Clumps, um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the one with Jim Carrey, Pearl Harbor, Swordfish, Ocean's Eleven. So huge movies. Triple yeah. X. Um. Yeah, Chronicles of Rick, Riddick, Catwoman. He's yeah, been yeah, he's done all a lot. over the place. We get it, James. Um, there is, shockingly, way more stars in this movie than I thought there were going to be as well. Like classic uh, like, like 80s horror movie stars. Yeah. You have, uh, you have Jeffrey Combs, who mm-hmm. played a fantastic character. He played one of the hunters, uh, who was actually giving the, the, one of the speeches in the beginning of the, the clip we used. Yeah. Um, that really quality clip. That, that really cl- quality clip that I used. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you won't know what that is because hopefully we'll find a better quality clip and hopefully. we'll replace it. Hopefully. Um, he really got lost. Like, I say he got lost in this role. That's probably giving him too much credit. But like he really kind of disappeared. You, also, you sound like an asshole when yeah, you say that. He really, <laughs> he really lost got, in the role. Really lost he disappeared in the look of the character though. Because when I first saw him, I go, is that Jeff Rico? Like, yeah. I almost didn't recognize him at first because mm-hmm. he was so convincing as this character he's playing. Yeah. Um, you also have uh, Paul Gleason, you know, principal of the Breakfast Club himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays uh, Sheriff uh, Halderman. You have Lance Hendrickson. Halderman. Who, Hal, Halderman, yep. Uh, Lance Hendrickson, that damn national treasure, playing uh, Ziegler <laughs> Dane, who is one of the other hunters. Uh, and then you also have uh, Tiffany Shepis, uh, 80s scream queen Tiffany Shepis, who plays uh, Tracy. Uh, who also played the role while she was pregnant, if you can believe that. She did? She did. She found out a couple of days before they started shooting that she was pregnant. Uh, okay. She obviously wasn't very far along. No. Because she's completely nude in this movie, and she doesn't look pregnant. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't watch that scene five no, times. No, I actually skipped through that to get to the to get to get the face-biting scene. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's my, that, that's, that's hands down the best effect in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. Hands down, one hundred percent. It also had Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
No, different Chad Smith. <laughs> Who's Chad Smith? Deputy Parker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, D. Wallace was in the beginning? Yes, D. Wallace. That was yep. what was weird. Um, like I'm saying, there's so many like cameos D- and characters. From- D. Wallace is in the beginning like for the first 10 minutes or something, and you kind of expect her to be in the rest of the movie, and then she's just gone. You know? You think they could afford D. Wallace for the entire movie? <laughs> you can't afford D. Wallace <laughs> for a whole movie. Right. Um, it's I so weird. I, I just watched um, Three from Hell. Uh, the other night, oh, finally, thanks. finally popped that in. Cool, thanks for watching. Um, about me, I'm gonna awesome. be honest with you. You not, didn't miss anything. Not great. I didn't like it at really? all. Yeah, you didn't like. Did the, you like 31 though? Um, I thought 31 was good for what it was, but it was. I just thought there was a lazy Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. The premise was just lazy. Um, and knowing the background of that movie from when we saw it in theaters, yeah, it basically was exactly that. He didn't even want to make that movie. He did it because he could, basically. Right, right. Um, this movie. Sorry, we're sidetracking here, uh, and we can get into this another time if you ever want to cover it. We'll I I just didn't I didn't care for it. Really, it didn't didn't do anything for me. Yeah, mm. um, I don't know. I'll let you borrow it. You can yeah. watch it. But yeah. Anyway, uh, D. Wallace is also in Thirty One. She looks younger in in three. I'm sorry, in Three from Hell. She looks younger in Three from Hell than she did in this movie from 2006. D. Wallace is aging gracefully. It's fantastic. She's got that Benjamin <laughs> Button thing going. She on. She really does. But um, yeah, so like I said, lots of uh, lots of stars in this movie that I didn't expect at all. Um, uh, yeah, so basically the guy, he's uh, rehabbing or whatever. His caretaker Otis and him don't get along whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like they're pretty much at odds the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes in, and this uh, this whole gaggle of of hot chicks pulls up in the car to the uh, just a bunch of babes, a bunch gaggle of babes. <laughs> um, they pull up in the car in the cabin next to him, and they're vacationing for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, he's watching them with binoculars through the window, as, of course, as why, one does. Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, and he happens to notice one of them get abducted by Sam Squatch in the woods. Yep. And so the whole movie is him trying to get them to realize that something is going on. Um, apparently, back in 2006, you could send a text message via a computer. I didn't know that was ever a possibility. <laughs> you can still do that. Can you? Yeah. I've never I've never seen or heard of a person doing that in my life. I text you from my computer sometimes. Huh. Well, okay, that makes sense for you, though, because you have an Apple and it's all connected. Like, that makes sense. Damn straight, I do. Back dude. then, though, with their little Nokia brick phone and uh, probably super slow internet in 2006... You can still do it. Mm, okay. I, I think it, it it might not show up as your... I think it might come through like as your landline number or I don't something. Know. I've just never heard know. of it before, and they were doing that a lot in this movie. I thought well, it was weird. Well, you're an idiot, you know? Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> so he finally does, though, get get their attention, and the Sam Squatch comes in and just runs ransack on the entire house next to him. Which runs is, ransack. He ransacks the house. Yes. He runs ransack? No, there, there's the, runs something. There's Rampant. Another, Runs rampant. Is that what I'm looking but for? But that's not really the right word either. Whatever. He ransacks the house, kills, <laughs> kills a whole bunch of them, and uh, there ends up being one chick left, and he uh, he coaxes her over to his place. <laughs> mission, hey, hey. mission accomplished. You know, um, you know what bothered me about her? What's that? Her lipstick is perfect the whole time. <laughs> I have a note about that. I'm like, that. did you stop at some point while your friends were being murdered to reapply your lipstick? I have a note about that. Perfect. The very, at the very end, her face is a mess. She's all like cut up and blood all over. But but her lipstick, her chapstick, whatever the fuck it is, is perfectly shiny on her lips. Fantastic. Still. It's distracting, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so basically that's that's basically it it's the the two of them basically um come together to say f- basically one more time uh, basically go throw throw it in there a few more times you done 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, so basically, they basically, they get, they, get yeah. the, <laughs> they they come together, or whatever. They fight. Uh, they fight the Sam Squanch, and 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 that's the end of the movie. But like, it's it's everything that happens in between, though, that makes the movie great. It's all of the. It's actually there's one scene where. Uh, he's out the window, uh, and he's finally getting a hold of the the girls next door uh-huh. to be like, I, I saw something. Your friend is missing because they're starting to realize that she's gone. Right, and he's yelling from his window to them hanging out their window, and for some reason, that scene was really tense. Like I don't know what it was about it, but mm-hmm. there was like there was something in the air. I don't know between the two of them. Like you actually kind of felt like that they were legitimately panicked a little bit. Like yeah. it was like, kind of a cool scene. It yeah. really really worked. Um. Yeah, I actually liked I this this whole movie was kind of, it had it had like a a light dusting of just complete cornball bullshit on top, but overall it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. And the the fact that he was going for sort of an 80s creature feature aesthetic that all really worked well. I um, agree. Some of the shit was ridiculous, like the climbing gear at the end and stuff like that. She ends up getting dropped down the entire twenty foot drop anyway, so why not just jump to begin with? No, he broke her fall with his legs, which he can't feel anyway. So I guess that worked out. <laughs> In fact, why did he have to climb down at all? Couldn't to, couldn't she have just thrown him and he yeah, could have landed he, on his legs? He wouldn't have felt it. He 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 went down to anchor the bottom of the rope. I guess you don't need to do that sense. though. If he got down, she could have gotten down. Not, Is yeah. she not capable of climbing down a rope? I don't know. And and, and she the, put on that climbing gear like a pro though, dude, like, as if she had worn it like every day. That whole scene was hilarious because I'm just like, he's like, the this the 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 uh, the monster is outside the front door. Mm-hmm. It's about to come in, and they're talking about how to properly put on climbing gear. I'm like, just jump over <laughs> the railing. High. It's not that high. It's like maybe maybe 15 feet. And yeah. for him, he's. In a wheelchair, I understand having to well, low, actually for him, lower him down. For him, it would only be 13 feet. He has two useless feet already. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, geez. So, <laughs> so disrespectful. Um, but <laughs> the, uh, like, the, the whole scene where the, where the Sasquatch is pulling her back up by the rope and then it finally gets her and it just, like, it looks at her for, you know, forty five seconds before mm-hmm. Otis finally comes out and hits it in the back with a with an axe. Yeah, you could have the made, one redeeming thing that Otis does. You could have made that whole scene like forty five seconds. You really could maybe, maybe they were trying to extend it out because they needed time. I don't it's know. This whole like like he's just holding her and looking her looking directly in her face, and she's just well, he was gonna eat her, and he pulled her up, and he's like, "Damn, what up, girl? Damn, that was who could say about guys with big feet." <laughs> He wanted to know. He wanted to. He was. He was debating whether he was going to eat her face or ask her makeup tips. <laughs> it's like, damn, your lipstick looks fierce. What follows this though, after she gets dropped or whatever, and then after Otis hits from the back though, uh, goes back to what we we're talking about. The greatest scene in the entire movie. You've seen. You've seen movies where monsters bite people's heads off. Mm-hmm. You've seen movies where they bite off limbs or or chunks out of the neck or whatever. You know what I've never seen before. Literally biting off the entire front of his face, like from, from top of the crown to the bottom of the top jaw. Right, <laughs> I've never seen that before, and the effect it was, was so cool. super effective. Mm-hmm. Like it really looked good. Yeah, 
I could not believe that. Like I'm watching that, I was like audibly going, "Oh god!" Like, <laughs> like this movie's awesome. <laughs> there were a couple other. Uh, there were a couple other things that I feel like were definitely call outs to other movies, like when um, uh, the girl who was in the shower. Uh, what was her name? Tiffany Tra- Tracy Tiffany Shepes. Yep. When she's in the shower, her kill. Tracy was her. Uh, Tracy was her yeah. name. Yeah. Her kill was totally from the blob. Oh, you know? where she gets like scorpioned in half, basically. Yeah, like, like, like he, he reaches in and grabs her, and then he kind of gets her by the small of the back, and as he's pulling her through the window, mm-hmm. she snaps backwards. Yeah. So that her head and her feet are both up, but like she's, yeah, like she's yeah. scorpioned. Yeah. They also did that, didn't they do that to the mom at the end of Nightmare One? Or did she just get sucked through her whole body through the window? I think it was just the whole body. Okay, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah because the stupid fake blow up feet. <laughs> you can yeah, see at the yeah. end. <laughs> Um, um, and, and but, that was, the, but it was still a really good effect, though. Like, it oh looked, yeah, it looked like except, good and real. Except for the wall was obviously was it shaking a, a little a bit? I, I didn't even it was notice really it. Really badly shaking. Um, and then there was a part where he says, uh, like, he grabs a, I think he grabs a knife or something, and then he looks and he goes, "I'm gonna need a bigger yeah. knife." I'm like, okay, yep. Um, there was, I, I, I feel like I, I should probably write this shit down. I don't like, I. I used to take notes while I was watching movies, but then I would realize that I was either pausing a movie every 10 seconds or I was, which would take me out of the movie, or I was um, not paying attention to certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll be watching a movie together and you'll stop to write something down on your phone and it distracts me because I'm trying to pay attention to the screen to see what you're missing, but at the same time paying attention to you missing what's on the screen. Don't pay attention to me. I can't not. Because if something important happens, I'm like, you just missed it. Sorry, got happened. I got to take notes, man. Um, um, one th- one thing that I did notice about uh, the movie as a whole is you're talking about how it like like the look of it kind of looked like kind of cheesy '80s throwback or whatever. Yeah. It looked to me that like it looked and felt like one of the unsolved mysteries reenactments. To me, <laughs> yeah. it kind of had that yeah, feel to it. Did. But then, what was weird is you have your, uh, your your main character Preston. He looked; it was it was distracting to me. He looks exactly like Gabriel Byrne, and I kept thinking that it was him. Really? Yes. I like put them that. side by side; they look identical. Um, I don't think so. Man, you say that about all these people, but I'm always right. Um, what? No, you're never right. <laughs> always. No. Always. That's false. I can I can actually prove you something right now. Okay. A couple weeks ago, we talked about. Uh, I said that Trish the Dish looked exactly like Phoebe Cates. You did. I did. You're gonna tell me that they don't look exactly the same. I had this made up for a show a couple weeks ago. And I never actually showed you. I don't remember you ever saying. Yeah, when we, it was when we did Gremlins. It was our Christmas episode. I don't think you ever said yeah, that. I did. I don't think you said it out loud. Yeah, I did. I think you meant to show me that, and you never said it out loud. I did. I don't think so. They have the same haircut. And other, the other headband than, and... Okay, James. Yeah, other than that, no, they don't look the same at all. I'm going to put this image up online. You people tell us. You people. Jeez. Um, <laughs> um, no, Gabriel... No, he doesn't look like Gabriel. Yes, Ryan. he does. He looks no, he exactly like Gabriel. All right. Point is, though, his face, though, looked... His face looked like the kind of character you would see in like a movie from like the '60s or something like that. Like every time that you would see his face, it just had this weird. Well, he was like, supposed to look like to it because uh, is it um, Jimmy Stewart? Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. yeah, 
He yeah, had the, he had the he whole did, Jimmy Stewart thing. Going it just on. looked like it though. Like, it was weird. Like some scenes looked like they were from an '80s movie. Some te- some scenes looked like it was from Unsolved Mysteries. Well, some kept, looked like it was from the '60s. They like, kept it was doing re- that really, really tight close up of his face too, yeah. where he's just like staring directly into the camera with his piercing blue eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's it had sort of a it, like that was that was definitely a that, like that kind of era sort of thing to do. You know what I mean? No, like I, it, it 100%. felt. That's, I'm saying I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It definitely felt like that, that kind of, uh, that kind of shot. Yeah, it gave you that feeling. What did you, What did you think of the uh, the overall look of the Sam Squatch? It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like, yeah, like this giant googly face almost. <laughs> it looked like a drunk uncle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like its teeth were. I, I don't know. It just looked like a. It didn't look like a. It didn't look like a Bigfoot. It looked like a giant, hairy, angry man. It really did. Like, and then when it like, and when it dis, when it kind of dislodged its jaw to bite Otis's face off, was which so funny, which was a completely practical thing. Oh yeah. Um. Not not that it didn't look like it, but they showed, and then the making of they actually showed it. There was basically like it looked like uh like two giant levers, like scissors almost, uh-huh. and when they pushed it together. This whole jaw just oh, like yeah. opened. Oh, it was so cool. That's cool. It was such a cool way of uh, of doing it. Um, they really lucked out by having uh, a really, really good special effects artist oh, yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this movie could have been terrible. I wonder if he, uh, the stipulation was, you got to let me be in the movie, though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it could have been. I guess when he first His got the script. His character is funny, though. When he first got the script, he was like, I want to play this character. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he actively pursued it. Yeah, for sure. Um, some of the, a couple things I found funny was toward the end. So this poor girl, she has to, she, all, she's just watched all of her friends die. Mm -hmm. Right. And then she has to go over and she starts to help, uh, um, what's his name? Preston. Yeah. She's, she's got to lift him over the railing to help him climb down the, the two stories or whatever down the rope as the Bigfoot is coming into the house. She finally gets down and then she has to drag him to the car because he's, he left his, uh, his, his wheelchair back up on, on the deck and he's yelling at her. Which they could have easily just thrown it over and he would have had a wheelchair. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) And I'm just, I was, I was kind of cracking up because he's like, go, don't give up, go. And I'm just like, this is the worst for her. (laughs) This poor girl, she's like a hundred pounds and she's dragging a full grown man across the, while a Sasquatch is chasing them. <laughs> and then they and then they, you know, they get in the car, they get away, kind of, and then they immediately run into a tree, of course. Um so, oh, this is after she fell out of a second story window. Yeah. So she fell out of a sor- second story window, landed on a deck, ran uh across to this other house, almost got eaten by a Sasquatch, got dropped from the second story and landed on her back. Gets in a car accident and gets thrown through the windshield. Face is all bloodied. Lipstick looks perfect still. And then at the end, after Preston finally, he backs the car up and pins the Sasquatch. And he crawls out to her. And he wakes her up. She's dead, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, for she's obviously not dead, but she should be because she's had the worst night of her life. <laughs> and he, he goes, he goes, are you okay? Can you wake up? And... She wakes up and she goes, is it Ted? And he goes, yeah, I think so. And then he goes, can you move? And she goes, yeah, I think so. And I wanted the next line to be, 
can you carry me? Because <laughs> she had to. She, I, I she had to left. wake up. Well, can you fucking carry <laughs> She had to wake up after being thrown through the windshield of a car and drag this dude. <laughs> like, he's an asshole. <laughs> I know. Like he's, like, he's like gently caressing her face like, oh, you did such a good job. Now carry me out of here. <laughs> I need you to do one more thing for me. <laughs> you have to carry me three miles. <laughs> Such a dick. Oh, uh, boy. And the thing is, especially after they thought Bigfoot was dead, mm-hmm. they could have just stayed there. Yeah. They didn't have to leave the scene. Like, they could have just, wa- or he, or he could have just, st- <laughs> yeah. or, or Bigfoot's dead. Go back and get my fucking wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Just go get it. (laughs) There's no more threat. (laughs) Oh, dude. Those Uh, are all excellent points. Why not just go back to the house? (laughs) Why did you drag him three miles through the woods? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, it's great. Oh, um, Yeah, I don't know. So then they... Not everything made sense, but it was... It's it's the kind of stuff that that you're almost happy. It doesn't make sense because it just kind of adds to the, the humor of it. You know what I just realized? What? Both of these movies end exactly, exactly the, the same, same way. way. Yep. I just realized it. I didn't even think about that. That's like me just realizing that Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yeah, no. Uh, so, well, because I watched, I watched this one like almost, you know, a week and a half ago. Yeah. Oh, did but, you? Jeez. Um, yeah. yeah they so, end exactly the same way. So, so, so spoilers. The, We're going to spoil both of these movies for you right now. The other, so, the, I'll say this though: the other movie's version of the ending was way cooler. Oh, so way cool, cooler! Dude. But so cool. Uh, come but this find, one was cool too. Come to find out that uh, old Sam Squatch there isn't uh, isn't actually dead. He is missing because they couldn't find any bodies back at the uh, uh, back at the, the the crime scene. He might have still been dead. He might have just been his his body might have been removed. Oh, that's true. That's true. By his uh, his pals. That's very true. Um, they're in the woods though, and uh, the. Oh no! It's who is it? It's the sheriff and his deputies it's are, the are in the woods. And the deputies, I love uh, Paul Gleason. Yeah, I love how he he's just like berating his deputies the entire time with really bad, like I think purposely bad acting. Oh well, I don't know if it's purposely bad. It's pretty much how he is in every movie. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's just like he's. I can't remember any of his lines, but he's just calling them pussies the whole yeah, time. Yeah, just like yeah, you really believe in this bullshit? There's, enough, there's, there's no such thing out as here that. and. And then all of a sudden they, they actually turn refer to it as the the something monster, uh, the the Black Hills monster or something like that. I, I'm getting the name wrong, it's, which is funny because the Black Hills monster, or whatever that name is, is a real legend from that area, but it's not actually about Bigfoot. It's about aliens. So yeah. they so they took a different yeah, that was legend the, uh, of that's the things from uh, Hellier. No, I I don't I don't I don't think I have the name wrong. That was the Black Hills. Yeah, but maybe it was maybe it was the Black Hills monster. I don't know. I'll look it up. But uh, but my point mm. is though, whatever they were referencing though was actually a real thing. But it was about aliens, not Bigfoot. Right, right. So, um, yeah. Um, so anyway, to to spoil the ending, like we said, we were going to uh, the sheriff and the deputies turn around, and I really liked this. I thought it was cool. You you all of a sudden just see the almost looked like it was hand drawn. It was kind of weird, didn't yeah, it? It, it, it? It looked it, like it was the animated. Did look different. But you the rest see, of the movie. you just see like all of a sudden like 10 pairs of eyes light up in the night mm-hmm. so they're they're being surrounded by tons of other bigfoot yeah. monsters yeah very cool i liked it and they um uh they did all like you said they all opened their eyes and there had to have been 20 of them yeah. back in the woods yeah it was cool. uh, it was it was very cool like i said the other movie did it a little bit better 
we just gave away the ending. The other movie too, but <laughs> the other one did it better because of the design, I guess, of yeah. the creatures and everything else. But yeah. um, again, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else about this movie? Uh, not about this movie, but before we move on, I'm going to hit you with another fact. What's that? How about it? Native Americans have that, because this would, I, I feel like this one fits well with what we're about to talk about. Native Americans have their own reported sightings of Bigfoot that predate modern accounts by millennia. These come from several tribes, including the Iroquois and the Shawnee. One Cherokee legend even tells of a Bigfoot called the Sulkalu, a.k.a. the Cherokee Devil, that married a young girl and was blamed for all of the tribe's misfortunes thereafter. What they call it? The Sulkalu. Sulkalu. Yeah. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah. Bigfoot's cool. Bigfoot is super All cool. All right, you know what? At the, beginning, at the beginning of the show, you asked me if I believed, and I was kind of on the fence. I believe again. Okay. I'm back to it. I'm glad to um, hear that, because I, <laughs> I was a little disheartened by your, uh, your uh, lack of faith. Lack of faith. <laughs> your lack of faith is disturbing. Um, I do want to mention one thing real quick, though, about this last movie. Uh, the, the DP on this guy, on this movie, the DP on this guy. <laughs> the DP on this guy was... Exhilarating. Violent, um, to say the, the least. The DP on this movie was the same guy who was the DP for the Blair Witch Project. Oh, really? And uh, he ended up dying in a plane crash before this movie ever was released. Oh, God. So this is one of the last things that he ever worked on. And then also, Ryan Schifrin's dad. Did you, ever, did you notice that the music on this was really good? Mm-hmm. Like, it felt very old, actually, at times, but it yeah. was really well done. Like, mm-hmm. full orchestra, the whole deal. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Schiffman's dad is a famous composer who has been nominated for like eight Oscars or something like that, or 11 Oscars, something really? like that. A lot of Oscars. Um, he did the themes for Amityville Horror. Fairly certain that he's the dude that composed the famous Mission Impossible music. Um, really? Because he did the uh, TV show and all the movies. He did all the Dirty Harry movies and just a ton more. So his dad's like famous. Um, they also, uh, uh, he also... Nope, I said that one. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Six-time Oscar nominee Leo Schifrin uh, did the score. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, pretty awesome. So he he had they actually did the sound at Skywalker Sound. Like he hmm. for this being a lower budget movie, between all the actors he had in it, all of the behind the scenes help, the people that have, have done this kind of stuff before. Like, um, there's a reason this movie turned out as good as it did. What was the budget on this movie? Do you know? I don't know. I did not actually look that oh, up. Okay, but um, um. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. Okay. Uh, budget was twelve million estimated. That's. I mean, that's. T- oh, jeez. Maybe back then that was considered low budget, but. Yikes. Twelve. Twelve. But twelve million estimated opening weekend. I don't know why they. Their opening weekend, the first one they give you is Bolivia. No, well, it's probably where it first opened. Um. Well, opening weekend in Bolivia, twelve thousand dollars. Opening weekend, uh, or gross domestic was twenty one thousand dollars. So, and worldwide gross seventy three thousand dollars. So they. Well, I can't a, imagine that it played in very many theaters, though. They took a bath yeah. on this one. I, I'm guessing this is probably more of a, yeah, like, it's gonna get a lot more play. What? How would you say? Like after the, you know, in streaming services and DVD. Well, in two thousand six, there were no streaming services, but yeah, we home video. This is home video from, market. This isn't from 2006. Yeah, yes, it is. This is from 2018. Oh, you're talking about Primal Rage? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about the uh, other movie. Why are we still talking about that? Because I never moved on. Oh. <laughs> I thought we moved on like 10 minutes ago. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Abominable still. Oh. No, no. Um, 
Oh, you were talking about Ryan Schiffer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. dumbass. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was all for Primal Rage then? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, okay. The, bu- the budget stuff, yeah. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Primal Rage, which is from 2018, uh, <laughs> directed by a guy named uh, Pat... Patrick McGee, uh, who this is the only thing he's ever directed, but he was a makeup effects artist on tons of stuff. Bride of Re- uh, I'm sorry, Beyond Reanimator, um, Panic Room, Men in Black 3, Death Sentence, Alien vs. Predator, Spider Man, Jurassic Park 3, and your favorite, fra- favorite, <laughs> your favorite, <laughs> The Office. Oh, he was an effects artist on The Office. Okay. So there you go. That's cool. I don't know where that lisp just came from, but there it was. Uh, let's see here. A newly reunited. And your, and your. I- and your pronunciation of the word frivrit. <laughs> your frivrit. This is my favorite. <laughs> a newly reunited young couple's drive through the Pacific Northwest turns into a nightmare as they are forced to face nature, unsavory locals, and a monstrous creature known to the Native Americans as the Oma. You know what bothers me about this? What's that? So it's called the Oma, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then the... The new title, the original title of this was just Primal Rage. Yep. The new title is Primal Rage, The Legend of Conga. Why? I, I don't I don't, I don't get it either. It's not The Legend of Conga. They never if mentioned anything, the word Conga. The, right. If anything, it's The Legend of Oma. Ah, Donkey Kong. Oh, I see. Giant <laughs> giant ape creature. Or 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 just uh, stupid, uh, stupid general audiences can't handle a word with a hyphen in the middle. Yeah. So that we got to put conga in there because people the sad th- thing is that wouldn't shock me if that was the actual oh, dude. case yeah it using really a using a native american term they're like ah, that'll go over people's heads mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh so this movie you have starring uh you have casey gagliardi gagliardi uh, gagliardi uh who plays ashley you have uh andrew joseph montgomery who plays maxwell they are husband and wife mm-hmm. uh and then the only other person that i think is m- worth it to mention is Marshall Hilton who played BD mm-hmm. who was like the old dude who kind of was like the ringleader of like the gang of locals basically the hicks um which i know that you're going to completely disagree with me because you don't think anybody looks like anybody else but all i saw whenever he was on screen was uh uh Martin Sheen like his the way that he acted and the way that he looked was like exactly like Martin Sheen to me i respectfully disagree <laughs> Of course you do. Um, let's see here. So Max was in prison for supposedly a year, but the way he talks about it, it sounds like 10 years. Apparently when you're in the clink for a year, you have to shiv people. He's talking about making shit. <laughs> making, uh, <laughs> it literally sounded like he had been in, in it sounded like he Did had been shink? in shink. A shank. They say shank. Oh, sh- did you? I, I think I might have said shank. I think it's shank. because you said when you're in the clink, oh. you make a shank. He was called uh, shivs. My rhyming steals. Or shank. Shank. Shiv. Yeah. A whatever shiv, the hell. A yeah. Yeah. Apparently, when you're in in the in jail for a year, though, that's that's stuff that you learn how to do. And um, yeah, he he tries to he tries to they pull over to the side of the road and they uh, they get busy and uh, he's done in like a second. And that's not the an first thing, the that's... first thing that came to my mind is, yeah, like that's the first time you've had sex in over a year. <laughs> Come on. Come on. If you're, if, if you're, if, if you're shanking people, okay, <laughs> you're getting some prison sex as well. <laughs> Goes hand in hand. <laughs> oh boy. He's literally, he's done in four seconds. He is. I was like, just go again. It was like you, literally the first thrust. Is that was it? You've been in prison for a year. It, yeah, like these. Okay, the first time is four seconds, and then he's like, "I'm sorry, that sucked." And she's oh, and like, she was pissed. Yeah. She was not having it. 
He's like, I'm sorry, that was terrible. And she goes, no, 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 it was terrible. And she goes, it was fine. Oh, <laughs> a, that's heartbreaking if, words. If a, if a girl says it was fine after you just coited, it wasn't fine. No, he didn't coit. He he didn't he didn't it's even just a, yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty much. Um, there. there as much gay, we're, I want to talk a lot of shit about this movie. It doesn't mean that I didn't love it. Dude. But there's a lot of stuff that like was either comical or bad. And, and speaking of comical, they pull over to they they they're on their way home back from uh, from from the jail. Uh, where, mind you, when he's walking out of jail, he's breathing and you can see his breath. It's very very obviously cold outside, right? Uh-huh. This will come back to play in a little bit. So just remember that. They pull over to the side of the road, though. She's filling up on gas. This is the first time that you see the, uh, the the band of locals, right? And they're all like cat calling her and all that stuff. And he tries to stand up for his for his his lady, and they all laugh at him basically. And she's like, "Are you done?" Like, mm-hmm. basically, completely like uh, emasculating him in front of all these people. <laughs> and um, he gets uh, a six pack of Coors, Coors and some other stuff, right? Silver bullet. Here's one thing that bothers me in movies, and when they do this, is. He's a, and this is just stupid. I, I realize I'm the only person in the world that's probably bothered by this. But when he goes into the gas station, when was the last time you got a, a random array of stuff from a gas station and it came out to 20 bucks right on the dot? Was it never, really? It never happens. Go, That'll be 20 bucks. He just hands him a 20 and walks. There's never, never is it only just 20 bucks. It's lazy writing. Well, that bothers hold, on, me. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, I will tell you this. Um, there are... Like right down here, mm-hmm. Mega Valley Liquor. Mm-hmm. If your total comes out to like twenty dollars and seven cents, it'll be twenty. Harry bucks. will just tell you twenty. But he bucks also knows he'll you, just. Though. Well, this yeah. was a random, yeah, ex-con I guess. Con walking into the uh, yeah, that's true. Into the I don't know. It just seemed like lazy writing to me. That's all, it, yeah. and it stuck out to me. But um, so he gets back into the car. They're driving, and he cracks one of the Coors lights. It's very obviously a Coors light in his hand, right? Uh-huh. It's the longer, uh, longer extended can. You know, you can see the label on it and the whole deal. Right. And then they cut back to her. Like she says, Ashley says something to him. When they cut back to Maxwell, to Max, did you notice that he was no longer drinking a Coors? He wasn't? They swapped it out for a can of Diet Coke. It's the same coloring. It's a silver can with, with red logo on it. Yeah. But I, I rewound it like twice. Because I, I thought that's what I saw. They completely swapped it out and thought nobody would notice. Why would they do that? It's probably a reshoot, is my guess. But it was like, come on. Oh, come on, well, guys. Well, so what they needed was, he probably originally was just, yeah, maybe drinking a Coke. Mm-hmm. They needed some sort of... Uh, well, no, because that's because that the whole, there's beer all over the car is in the, late, in the later scene. So that wasn't changed. I think they had to do a reshoot. They didn't have Coors. Well, you don't, and so they just gave him a Diet why Coke. Why would they not have Coors? I don't know, but that's they did so easy. Because <laughs> I you don't... I mean, you don't shoot scenes in chronological order. Doesn't it make more sense that he was probably... They probably decided, how are we going to make it so that they don't want to call the cops, you know? That would have been in the script yeah, long I before so. them shooting. Yeah, I don't it know. It just doesn't make sense, but yeah. I definitely caught it. So, fuckers, if you're listening to this, I called you. Um, but so, uh, <laughs> so, what I took away from the first third of this movie or so... The first third of this movie, as I was watching it, I was like, this isn't... This isn't that good, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's kind of rough. D- don't let that sway you from no, watching the rest no. of the movie because it gets really good. But, but I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, because um, so he, they end up, they get in this accident 
the dude that they hit looks gnarly, by well, the way. That was the time, that was the spot when he got hit by the car. Uh-huh. I go, oh shit, that was awesome. Like, yeah. that car hit was really cool looking. <laughs> it was great. And then I go, they, okay, so the effects are going to be really good in this yeah. movie, so I'm in again. And then when they walked Something up to him to. and you saw his face, mm-hmm. and like, I was like, that makeup is crazy like the even they went so far as to like the like the the uh the clouding of the eyes and stuff like that it's like fuck that looks crazy his eyes look disgusting oh they look so gross and real like, yeah. they legitimately looked like he had been dead for a while yeah, but even he, though he wasn't yeah like, it was effects were amazing in this yeah. movie but, yeah it was really good but then so then i, I kind of so then something starts throwing rocks at them <laughs> and one hits max in the head and he does the like most comical like <laughs> it really like was. not just doesn't just fall off the road like rolls backwards off the road and then down a hill and then down a mountain and then off a cliff into a river and that's kind of where the movie starts to get good and i was like i was like when they were i kn- like this is this is how this movie went in my mind as they were shooting it i think that they probably re- i think that they probably shot the the later stuff first you and they were, so? and they were like, "This stuff is sick. This is so awesome." And then they went to shoot the beginning of the movie, and they're and they're like thinking, "This is kind of dull. This isn't that great." It could have been. And so they go, "What could spice this up?" And the director goes, "That guy's handsome, right? What's he got going on under that shirt?" <laughs> and somebody's like. He's shredded, dude. I think you're putting way too much thought into no. this. <laughs> Somebody goes, he's shredded. He's got like 14 abs and huge pecs. And he's like, is there any way we could lose a shirt for the first half of the movie? And, and they're like, and, yeah. And her too. And her pants. Like, <laughs> what's she got going on under there? Oh, super cute. Let's lose the pants. Let's lose the shirt. <laughs> and that's how they spiced up the first third of the movie. <laughs> um, with, with, with the exception that she wasn't wearing pants throughout the entire movie, though, I'm thinking that, that was probably written in. <laughs> Call nope. me crazy. No, nope. um, that's how it went. Well, here's the here's here's the problem. He he smashes his head in like like an like an idiot rolling down the mountain, yeah. and she jumps in after him to save him because he's floating in the river, whatever. And uh, they get taken by the river down a little bit of a ways, and they hit rapids, and he's he's bouncing around like a like a pinball, and uh, finally they get past the rapids. She goes up to him and. And you know he's got a head, and she's like a, he has like an open head injury, uh, and she pulls him out. And well, it's from getting hit with the rock. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's the thing is here's the thing though, it's we know this is what I go back to where when he was leaving prison, you could see the smoke coming out of his mouth. It was cold, right? Yeah. They act like it's such a big deal that he is like freezing and he's hypothermic. Uh-huh. She was in the exact same water as him in the exact same temperatures. Yet until until the very end. She's like not even worried about it, not cold whatsoever. Like she's not showing any signs of her also being in this freezing cold water at all. It was it was highly unrealistic. Like it, was, it well, didn't it affect also, her whatsoever. Well, it also had to do with the fact that he now has a head injury and he was essentially drowned. Well, it could have fooled me because as soon as they get up on land, he's fucking fine. <laughs> No, he's not. As soon as her clothes come off, he's perfectly fine again. She pulls him he's, up. On... He's 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 the one that has his arms around her at that point. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she pulls him up on land and she says, "You're going into shock." That's not what shock is, by the way. That's uh, no. inaccurate. She says, "You're going into shock. Sit up." If somebody's going into shock, don't have them sit up. That's a stupid thing to do. Also, her CPR technique, absolute bullshit. Oh yeah, <laughs> but so. Well, I, don't, so she I also bu- don't think that he was ever not breathing, so there's no point in her actually giving him CPR. Well, he was uh, 
Yeah, because he coughed up a bunch of. He wasn't breathing. Oh yeah, right. He did he cough up, up a bunch You're of right. water, right. but uh, um, <laughs> and also you can't you can't light a Zippo after it's been submerged in water, at least not that soon after. I thought Zippos were waterproof. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they are. Are they? I'm pretty sure Zippos are uh, waterproof. I got one in my bag. We'll try be. it. <laughs> um, here's the other thing too. How far do you think they went down this river? Half mile, probably. Maybe. Yeah. So it's freezing. Mm-hmm. They're only a half mile down from where they started, yet they decide to stay the night out in the freezing cold woods. Well, he's... <laughs> Just walk back to the fucking road. But he's been seriously injured. Or He was he, fine before the end of the night. Yeah. Just walk back to the fucking road. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Not know. to mention, it's freezing cold and they're naked out in the middle of nothing. She started a big old fire, though. I don't, I don't care who you are in the middle of winter, even if you're sitting next to a fire and you're naked, you're going to be freezing still. Dude, you know I what? don't care who you are. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what? It was actually kind of... It kinda... just didn't make sense. Like, the whole, this whole beginning part made no fucking sense. You know what's kind of creepy, though, is so they fell asleep kind of sitting there huddled up together, mm-hmm. and then she has a dream, and you think it's... You think that it's Max that's going to come up to her, and yeah. it's the fucking... The guy that they just hit with the car comes up to her. Mm-hmm. That was pretty spooky no that was cool that was really cool it was cool um so they wake up and they make their way into the woods which going seemingly in the opposite way from which they came which also seems very stupid her clothes are gone her clothes are gone which she doesn't seem to care too much about no yeah why would you why would you not it's like oh my clothes are gone weird let's go (laughs) okay (laughs) are we gonna maybe look around a little bit (laughs) like she didn't even look for her clothes not at all so max takes his shirt off of course he's ripped just shredded beef, like beyond belief, right? I don't trust people who don't wear belts with jeans. That's weird, right? Isn't that strange? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of psychopathic. Um, you know, I know you're a murderer. <laughs> it was like it was like um, you know, Trivago. Yeah, Hotel, Hotel Trivago. Yeah, the first commercial that they ever put out with the that spokesman. This must really bother you if you remember. Oh, this. dude, it bothered the shit out of me because <laughs> the guy. Uh, you know, he's kind of like a handsome older dude, but he's, he's wearing jeans and he's got his shirt tucked into his jeans with no belt. What are you doing? <laughs> this is a commercial. This is a he's professional commercial. A, he's planning a murder. That's what he's doing in his head. He's going over it. Didn't have time to put a belt on. professional commercial. Put a belt on this man. So, um, okay, let's, let's get through this, this, uh, the rest of the summary pretty quickly. They, they, they start trekking through the woods. They eventually meet up again with this whole, uh, gang of locals. And the entire time, they're just fucking with them. Like, they mm-hmm. don't want to help them. They're the biggest douchebags in the world. Like, oh, our radio is broken when clearly it works perfectly fine. Some of their shit was they're, pretty funny, though. It was. <laughs> it was. It was kind of funny. But, like, they're just being dicks. They're just yeah, fucking yeah. with them like crazy. Um, they eventually agree to take them back to their trucks to the CBs, which they're not actually taking them back to their trucks. I don't even, they don't actually, don't actually say where they're going. Because. No, they, they, yeah, they, no, no, no. They, because she's, I think she finally goes. She goes, the sun set or the sun rises in the east, and that's back there, mm-hmm. and that's where the road is, and we're headed west. But he goes, well, that's where our trucks are. So, but then they go off to say we were never going to take you that because we're not exactly on a legal hunting thing. They were never planning on taking them back. They weren't planning on taking them back to the road. They were planning on taking them to the trucks, right? No. Oh. They didn't even want to use the... Because that's the reason they didn't want to use the radios to begin with is because they didn't want anyone knowing that they were out there in the woods. So what do you think that they were going to do I with think them? they were going to kill them, <laughs> personally. I think if they were going to kill them, they would have. 
Because uh, BD, the uh, like the the main guy, the oldest guy out of all of them, yep. he eventually is pretty cordial to a certain degree. Still kind of an asshole. I mean, he's the one that's fucked with I don't, him from the very beginning. I don't think I don't think that he ever intended on killing them. Like these were they were good old know. boys and they were being dicks and they were trying to intimidate Marky Mark and everything. I, I love that joke, by the way, when he first walks up and the dude's just like, where's the Funky Bunch? <laughs> and then he explains his joke. You get it? You Funky Bunch, Mark? Um, I don't think they ever intended on hurting him. If, well, they, if they were going to hurt him, they would have just done it. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know what I, I mean? I don't know that the script was fleshed out enough to where they even had like an actual uh, plan of what they were going to do. I think I think that the the writer just knew that they needed to take them further back into the woods, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, I, th- I think that's all it was. It's neither here nor there what they were going to actually do to them. But they're they're there, and all of a sudden, the f- the f- when they're walking through the woods, right? You get the first reveal of the Bigfoot creature. It is the coolest reveal mm. I've ever seen for like a creature monster thing. Because you don't even know he's there until he sits up and stretches his arms out. Okay, it's ex- creepy as hell. Explain, I loved it. explain something to me real quick. What's because up? you uh, you texted me when you were watching this movie, and it was before I had watched it. And you go, "Primal Rage, dude. This movie. This fucking movie." And then I go, "Oh, what? Are you, what? what are, and you go, this fucking movie." So it made me think that it wasn't good. Like, no, it made no. Me... It was well. It was just. When, I'm trying to remember when it was that I. It would okay. So I think that I had sent you that after we'd already gotten a good look at the creature, and the creature already proved himself to basically be Rambo. <laughs> Dude, that's what I was gonna say. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, we'll explain. Yeah, this movie is Rambo so, with a giant monkey. So the, the 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 Bigfoot. Not only does he have really awesome reveals, like because like like I said, he hides like right in plain view, but you can't see him because he's wearing like this. Sort of wooden, he's, like he's wearing piece, the like, piece he's of wearing wood the, on his back. He's wearing basically. the bark of a tree. Yeah, and so he also has a sweet fucking mask. It's Bigfoot <sighs> that wears a sweet wooden mask. So cool, dude! <laughs> it's amazing. It was like the mask from Cub. Yeah, yeah. But but then he also wore uh, bracers, like um, uh, bark bracers on his arms, mm-hmm. and then shin guards, uh, or I don't know what you call. It. I can't remember what you call it. Spal- no, that's not it. Whatever. But. Um, and then and then he had a piece on his back. So basically when he would when he would crouch down and he would tuck his head in and tuck his arms and his legs in, he would just look like a stump. Mm-hmm. And, and and then they would walk past and then he would stretch his arms out and all of a sudden he was there again. So cool. Mm-hmm. I I know that the that the Bigfoot is supposed to be like a uh, like a, an advanced more capable being you know i get that but the way that the first when she's crouched behind the log when uh when marky mark's talking to the locals Mm -hmm. and and he comes up behind her and he just very ever so gingerly cuts a piece of her hair off yeah the only thing that i could think of was uh um was the name of the monkey in congo like that's what it kind of looked like amy amy looked like amy (laughs) behind her with these little dainty hands just kind of it was like it doesn't make any sense and then the fucking the fucking sasquatch knows how to use a damn bow and arrow like what the fuck we'll get we'll get to that (laughs) let me get back to the scene you were just talking about though that was spooky as hell when she's crouched behind the log and you keep seeing you can't see him until you you can't yeah like they cut back to her and you're actually looking at bigfoot but you don't know you are until he moves his head 
And then you realize, oh my God. He's right there. He's the entire background yeah. behind her. He's fucking huge. So the way that we have... And then the fact that he cuts her hair and then he get Like, she looks behind he's her gone. almost immediately, but he's gone already. He's the, like, way, the way that we jumped from kind of ridiculing this movie to getting super giddy oh, excited dude. about it is exactly what you're going to do when you watch this movie. That's... Because it, yeah. it goes from sort of like, eh, to holy shit, this is the greatest creature Bigfoot movie I've ever seen in the, my life. The first 20 minutes, I was just like, huh. Like, hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, and then they got to the the guy that they hit with the car. I was like, damn, that was kind of dope. And then as soon as you start seeing Bigfoot, I was like... The whole I, movie just changes. I stopped because I was, I was folding clothes at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I stopped folding clothes for the entire rest of the movie. And I was just sitting there like a little kid because I was so excited about... Every time I would see Bigfoot on screen, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yep. that's so cool. <laughs> and when you first like when you first really get introduced to the Bigfoot character, he's going on this like murderous Rambo killing spree, like what you would see in the fourth Rambo movie. He's shooting people in the heads and through the necks with bow and arrows. Yes. He uses like he has like knife like like made like stone tools, like yeah. knives, and he literally cuts dudes' heads off and he's like <laughs> Dude, it's so incredible! Like <clears throat> the violence level from this from this ape is just off the charts. So when he was when he was stalking the two of them at first, there were so the first reveal was really cool. Like when he you know he's a stump, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's not a stump. He does this for like probably a it's like a five minute montage where they're walking through yeah, the woods. The second reveal just, is just as good as the first one. But then they get kind of hokey. Where he'll he'll literally be standing like two feet away and they don't see him. Yeah, and he's just like peeking out yeah. from behind a tree <laughs> he and then looking out. Like it's kind it's kind of corny looking, but still pretty cool. Um, and then the first so the the first guy who who gets killed mm-hmm. with the bow and arrow, you hear the whoosh, and it gets him in the throat and he's like chokes to death on his own blood. You know, I love the. There was then the guy, the other guy is like looking off in the distance, trying to figure out where the hell this giant arrow came from. Mm-hmm. And you hear, you actually hear the sound of the arrow release from this because it's a it's a handmade longbow. Yeah. You know, it's like it's this rudimentary bow made from a a stick and a piece of twine that this thing made itself. Mm-hmm. And you hear the the little plink of the the release off in the distance. You just hear that little. And then a couple of seconds later, and right through the throat again. Yeah, it was, was so like, good. It was yes! so good. And the effects were really, oh, dude, really good too. Like so they, they, good. they held up. Mm-hmm. Um, now, while this is all going on, there's another side story of uh, another sheriff uh, in this movie yep, who's checking that. out. He's checking out the uh, the crash on the um, on the highway. They find the they find these two people's car uh, driven off the side of the road because of course the Sam Squatch pushes it off the side of the road. <laughs> right. So um, well, so the sheriff, the sheriff and his uh, deputy, yep, are both Native Americans. But the but the thing is, though, is that the sheriff doesn't believe in any of it. Like, right. Like he doesn't care. He doesn't want to know. He thinks it's all hogwash. Whereas the deputy is very much in tune with He's his spiritual very side and all ingrained that stuff. In, the, in like Native American culture yep. and, and believes in all the uh, the folklore and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. He's trying to, he's trying to nudge him in that direction. Like you, like I, you're, you're kind of blinded by your own bias here. You need to sort of, you need to sort of like open yourself up to our Dude, culture. You need to come to the woods and do some fucking hard drugs with yeah, us, and you'll have a vision. Yeah, he actually eventually <laughs> convinces him to go and do peyote <laughs> and have a vision about the whole thing. And this is where the movie sort of, for everything that we've mentioned. 
it takes another jump into a place I never in a million years expected it to go. There's an honest to fucking God witch, witch. in this movie, which <laughs> it goes, comes out of nowhere. It goes off the rails, but in such a cool way. The witch looks awesome. Oh God, she's so spooky, dude. <laughs> well, and, and, and she's not even a, she's not, she's not, they don't say she's a witch, you know? Well, they call her the witch. Well, they call her the whispering woman. Okay, yeah, well, I th- are you sure they didn't say the actual name, the word witch? I thought they did. I think that maybe the sheriff called her a witch okay, at one point yeah, in time, okay. but the uh, the deputy just calls her the whispering woman. And, and he's right, like, she's she's mystical. Like they say, she's, you know, there's nobody really knows how old she is. Yeah. She's as old as time, and she'll never die, and blah, I blah, kind blah. of like they left her character really ambiguous. Though. I like, too, you don't know yeah. anything about her. Like, is she a part of their culture? Is she just this fucking witch that's always been in the woods? Like, who knows what it is? She looked the, like... The I only post-credit scene, did you watch the post-credit yeah. scene? It almost <laughs> makes it seem like the, the post-credit scene is just the witch standing there, and then she laughs and she, cackles and walks back to her house. Yeah. But it almost makes it sound... It almost gives you the impression that maybe she's well aware of the creatures and that she actually has oh, they, something to do with them. The deputy said that. Oh, did he? Yeah, he said that. So essentially what the uh, the Oma is, is they're, they're chiefs who have died previously. Oh, yeah. And their yeah, spirits yeah. come back as the Oma, and they act as sentries yeah. in, the, uh, in the woods, protecting the woods. And then the witch watches over the Oma. To kind of keep them balanced out. Gotcha. Okay. But okay. this, but this, they they say this particular Oma has basically gone crazy because he's seen the evils of man and it's thrown him out of balance. You know, the evils of man. Let's talk about <laughs> the evils of man because uh, because this Oma does end up abducting um, what's her name uh, Ashley. Yeah. Brings her back to his uh, his lair, or as I like to call it, his sex dungeon. Because this Bigfoot straight up rapes her. I don't think he rapes her. Yes, he does. Oh, come on. I don't think he does. Oh, there's no other way you can take that scene. He literally cuts her shirt off on the back, and then you see him basically mounting her from behind, and she just basically grits her teeth. There's no other way you can take that scene. It's it's what I thought it was at first, but then I kind of... (sighs) I don't think there's any other way you can possibly take that scene. It seemed to me like because he was taking her head and pointing it toward different things in the cave, and he was pointing it toward each of the the dead people in the cave, like... I I I half think you're right. I I, I kind of think he raped her. I didn't her. take it any other way. I kind of think he raped her, but then I kind of also thought, yeah, I guess he cut her shirt off though. Yeah. There was no other. There's no other reason to, to do, that. do that. Yeah. <laughs> ah, jeez. Just when you thought this movie couldn't jump the shark anymore, it's just so creepy. Like the whole thing is just—it's so <laughs> weird. And yeah, I think I, I yeah. Deep down, I know you're right. I just don't want it to be <laughs> you just didn't want it to be true i, th- I, f- I, feel I don't like, know why i'm laughing it's a nervous laugh I yeah i, promise, I feel like it was just like it's just weird it was like one step too far you know kind of yeah <laughs> kind of yeah um let's, let's move on from that part yeah i the the the, the, the let's sheriff ends up believing in it once again though because of his his drug-fueled uh forest experience and him and uh alex is that his name uh, Max. Uh, Max. Um, Hold on, let's. We're skipping ahead. I I feel like probably the most important thing we should talk about in this movie are the practical effects of well, the yeah. kills. Yeah, I just I just wanted to finish up the story. Oh, we're going to be jumping around. That's oh, all. I see. Okay, I didn't know what you were doing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, they end up going hunting for it, and they end up uh, getting it back and killing it, and then we'll talk about the end in a minute. But yep. um, that's it. That's all I want to say. So the kills 
are just crazy. Oh, they're so good. And the pr- the the practical effects in this movie, I know I have a personal favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be your personal favorite. Which one was it? The jaw. Oh, it was very it was very so hatchet. Gnarly, it was dude. very oh, hatchet. Yeah. I thought he was gonna rip his head clean back like the exact same way they did it in hatchet, and they didn't. I kind of love. But it was I, so oh, good God. though. Yeah. So the, and then he's crawling on the ground and he's just like it was oozing fucking, shit out of oh dude and it he was, was screaming gnarly. the whole time it was like so gruesome yeah dude just from like a from, from like from a from a sane person standpoint it was like gnarly as hell yeah, yeah. like I don't like <laughs> I, the fact that I liked it so much makes me question myself nah. a little bit <laughs> nah but not at all but from a practical effects standpoint. He so the the Sasquatch takes this one dude, you know. If you've seen Hatchet, you've seen this scene basically. Mm-hmm. Puts one hand in his bottom jaw, one hand in his top jaw, and just starts peeling back, just ranking back on his. And on his you think head. it's gonna go the way of Hatchet, where he just rips the top of his head clean off, but he stops. He just stops. You see until, like this weird connective tissue in his like in his cheek areas yeah. too. Like it's like it's like his tendons are just kind of hanging, and oh, it's so gross. And then and then Bigfoot just kind of thinks like, all right, I'm done with this asshole, and he just lets him go. And this guy's crawling through the forest with his bottom jaw hanging off, and oh, he's just kind of like, oh, oh, it's so gnarly. And then and then he basically comes right back into the path of Bigfoot again. And so the so Doesn't Bigfoot like step on him and crush yeah, his head. He just like he's like, all right, I just got to get rid of this guy. So he pins him down for a second, and then stomps him, and his brain just goes head everywhere. Just yep. explodes. It's I think, so gnarly. I think that my favorite one is one actually that we mentioned earlier, and it's the the actual beheading where he takes this the small oh, stone yeah. knife because it's not like a quick thing. It's not really hidden behind the camera. They act, like, literally, they show him sawing this guy's head off and it looks legitimately real. Oh, that one. It's, oh, I said, well, there's two beheadings. This is the one in the beginning. This is like, like when he first yeah, starts was, his rampage. He was chopping at him with an ax. Yes, that's, yeah. And then the, the one in the cave is where he's sawing yes, away Yes, okay. Him. Well, they were both gnarly. They mm-hmm. were both gnarly. The one, though, the, it was the first one, though. You're right. It's the ax where he's just, he's just hitting him in the corner of the neck with the ax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is so gnarly. Plus, it played into the joke. He's like, oh, that boy would lose his head if it wasn't attached. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was just so good. There's one scene at the very end where he absolutely holds like the the Bigfoot holds up I don't know if he holds up a whole person or if it's just a person's head or whatever it is, but it's absolutely a scene straight out of Predator. Oh yeah. The, it's it's one hundred it's like the exact Oh dude actually, scene. actually the whole the whole ending. The whole movie is practically like Predator. It's just Bigfoot instead of a Predator. I didn't even think about this, but the whole ending where uh Max is crawling through the mud and oh yeah, you're and right. Bigfoot is just kind of standing over it because he could have just jumped on him and killed him any time. Yep. But he's, it's almost like he's uh, like playing with his food so movie, before he kills it. Like he's just kind of hovering over him. And it's just like that scene in Predator. So this movie's equal parts Harry and the Hendersons, <laughs> the Predator, and Rambo. And throw in a little bit of Primal Rage Super Nintendo. And a little bit of Primal Rage Super Nintendo. Because... What a weird fucking movie. <laughs> because Bigfoot, once he takes his awesome mask he off... He actually looks exactly like the ape from Primal Rage. He's, he's a baboon. It's it's weird, and it almost makes me wonder if the creators of this movie, even though it wasn't based 
on the game in any way, shape, or form. I almost wonder if, like, as a kid growing up, maybe he played that game a lot, and this is the backstory that he had given to that character in his head. Had to be. And that's why they named it Primal Rage. It's kind of a joke that maybe nobody else would well, get. Well, because why else would it look like a baboon? I don't know, you but know? it really does look like it. The coloring's a little bit different, but other than that... But, it, but like, that kind of... It's the same jaw style, yeah, same, same jaw style with the face. Yeah. 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 I mean, because there's no... I, I can't, like... There's no other... Um, I've never personally seen any other like Bigfoot lore where they have that st- that kind of face, mm-hmm. or or even you know any any other like Native American lore or anything like that where yeah. it, where it would have that kind of face. It looks like a baboon. It does, and it doesn't make baboons aren't a, you know they're not native to this country. So why would a creature here look like a baboon? It's cryptid, man. I guess. Come on, man. you don't know where those things come from. I guess. Um. Yeah. So. Long story short, though, we get to the uh, we get to the end, and we said that it was very similar to the other movie, and it is in the sense that um, they end up killing the one that they've been fighting the entire time. Mm. But then, as they're leaving, you see another one come up, and uh, what, does, what does it do at the end? It uh, there's another one, and another. Uh, there's well, three the, of the, them. The that first come one, though, the first one, though, you realize, oh my god, there's another one because it's actually doing something. It's it's touching one of the characters, or it's doing it's doing something. It doesn't matter. Um, but you see one with like sort of a similar mask and then you see another one with a different mask oh, and then there's it. another one with a different mask well, and you realize there's this whole community well so he killed these creatures he kills the one that was after them yeah and i love i love 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 the overkill because there's so many movies so many horror movies where you you want like like just halloween for instance like michael myers is on the ground and you stabbed him once, mm-hmm. stab him 600 more times, right? Make sure he's dead. Yeah. So he stabs this thing like 15 times in the gut with a with a stone blade. Mm-hmm. And then he picks up a giant boulder and he smashes its head oh, until, oh, it's, geez, yeah. until it's in pieces. Yeah. It's in ruins. There's no way he this thing's coming back. He put a hole in the back. ground on yeah. the other side of that thing's head. And then all of a sudden you just hear... Oh, the, yep, the and arrows. He, yep. And then you don't see him go in, but you just hear... You know, so you know he's been hit by arrows, and then all of a sudden he looks out, and three other emerge from emerge that. from the and one is wearing a skull over yep. his face. One's got like a grassy sort of. One thing. is wearing like, yeah, like reeds and sticks over his face, and I can't remember what the third one. I want to say the third there. one had a similar mask to the original one. Yeah, like a bark yeah. mask. Oh, dude, but it was so, so cool. cool. Like I then the movie turned off or whatever. My first thought was just like sequel, sequel, sequel. Yeah. Like like I, I for as batshit crazy as this was, mm-hmm. if they're going to do a sequel and they feel the need to up the ante, I need to know what that looks like. Yeah, totally. Only the next movie movie needs to have the dinosaurs from primal rage right oh yeah it has to and then yeah. there can be a third movie where the apes battle the dinosaurs <laughs> right <laughs> yeah that seems like the, the the next logical step um did you know so uh andrew joseph montgomery who played max mm-hmm. this was this was his first movie yeah he's pretty good actually he's really good he uh i was looking into him a little bit and he um he did this whole movie pretty pretty freshly with one leg like he had just recently lost a leg in a motorcycle accident wait the main character was missing a leg yeah he had a prosthetic leg the whole time no shit Mm -hmm. wow yeah i think so uh, why didn't he just beat the monkey with it (laughs) (laughs) not in the story obviously that would have been a twist at the end of the movie takes his (laughs) leg off you wouldn't have seen that coming from anywhere (laughs) no this guy like i i i uh i ended up like kind of going into his history a little bit and stuff because when I, I I always do this I look up all the characters and I 
I, the actors and see like sure. you know what they're like in real life and stuff. And I go to his page, and the first thing I see, I'm like, I, I see him on Instagram. I was like, the first picture I see is 18 pack abs and giant packs and i'm like oh yeah well when you have no leg you got to make up for another <laughs> well <laughs> another area well and then he's like in this he's in this pose and he's got this weird like nylon thing on his leg and i was like what is that and so i go to the next picture and he's sitting there all pecked out but then with uh with the prosthetic leg i was like oh shit and then he's got like videos of him doing backflips and stuff with a prosthetic leg hey, man and so I, I was like, I was like, is this a congenital thing? Like, has he always had a prosthetic leg, or when? It, so I went back, 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 and it was like 2015. He was in a motorcycle accident and ended up having to have his leg amputated. So he could, and he really, and he wasn't even like he was. This, he, if he it was, was 2015, though, that could have happened after they shot this movie. Because if this was a lower budget movie, that could they they might not have released this movie for no because easily a year no because this so. movie was uh, released in 2018 mm-hmm. and he had a post that said uh, when it was released in 2018 he said this movie was two years in the making so oh, they started filming in 2016 okay. okay like a year after he lost his leg jeez that's isn't crazy. that crazy yeah that's nuts um, some people can just bounce back though yeah oh dude you know I was I was like this guy is uh, I'd like to think that I'd be that kind of person. Even though I know I probably wouldn't be. No, I was looking at this guy and like he's like like I said he's doing backflips and shit. He's like all kinds of stuff, overcoming adversity like that. I'm like I would probably just I'd probably like melt into myself for a while and just be a pile of shit. Just melt into my couch, <laughs> you know. Like people people like that who can who can make the absolute best of it afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy. So yeah. much respect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. Anyway, that was uh, Primal Rage. Primal um, Rage. We cannot recommend that movie enough. It's yeah, dude, such I a loved fun, it. fun movie. So many it's cool, prim- ridiculous, uh, primal. So many cool practical <laughs> effects. Yeah, dude, um, like, it's it's fantastic. Just, so, in a world where we thought there was no other good Bigfoot movies, we found two more. So, at this point, who knows what else is out there? And two two good movies for very very different reasons. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that's it for this week. That's it. If you uh, want to next week. Oh, what are we doing next? No week? idea. Okay, so we'll we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, we got we got some ideas for how we're gonna pick shows from now on. So there's some, yeah, I I think I might retire the pizza wheel, much to your uh, your happiness. We haven't used the pizza wheel in like four months. That's why I'm saying it. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. Uh, you can also use our Audible link. Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com/slash the Buzzed Kill Podcast, get yourself a free 30 day trial. With that trial, you get a credit for a free book. So uh, there's got to be some Bigfoot books, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure there's time. Well, actually, you know what? We were talking about the color out of space earlier. Oh yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. That is on Audible. Oh, awesome. There's about 12 of them with all different narrators. So, oh, so you have lots to choose from. Oh, yeah. Lots to choose from. Uh, yeah. So before that movie comes out, then get yourself a copy of uh, The Color Out of Space. Yep. So jump on audibletrial.com slash the buzzed kill podcast. And hey, if you don't like the uh, Audible, if it's not really for you, if you don't like people reading to you, you can cancel your membership. Keep the book. Yep. I mean, come on. It's a hell of a deal. Great deal. So. All right. Cool, cool. That's it. All right, sir. It, uh, it's been fun. It has been fun. Don't go into the woods. I have to uh, look out this window behind me and find out if I'm walking home in the snowpocalypse. Oh, is it supposed to start already? I think so. I'm going to go ahead and say no. No, probably not. Yeah. All right. All right. Cheers. Until next time. Try to have a good night.